You are tuned in to the Roundtable right here on PSN Radio and YouTube. And we're live on the Roundtable show right here on PSN. No Corona. Radio. That's right, folks. We're coronavirus free on this uh, station. And uh, that was a cough that had to do more with a doobie than a little bug. I hope everybody's uh, staying safe and indoors and uh, not going crazy with this lockdown. We're going to have a fun time tonight in uh, Miami's little overtown called Homestead. That's where I'm at, and uh, joining me tonight in the uh, roundtable is a long-time host of PSN Radio, a man responsible for many good times and many bad times, some great and hilarious times, and one time that goes down in infamy, the one and only Scorpio Moon. Yo, 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 and welcome to our show. Thank you so fucking much for having me on, man. Oh, that yo yo yo! That that's like iconic as like when you hear Matthew yep. McConaughey saying, "You know, all right, all right, all right." That's <laughs> almost that's actually I would say that's even better. And I think you know who agrees with me. Our other uh, member of the roundtable tonight, the one and only, straight out the West Coast, and uh, not running from the law because a lot don't want to do nothing now. They are scared from a little bug. You know who I'm talking about. My uh, brother from Cali, who I hope he's staying safe inside the doors, because uh, it's getting scary out there. How you doing there, Daryl? California. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, I'm scared, man, because, man, we we got a high death rate up in Sacramento, so I got to I gotta stay in, man. That's like the highest death rate in California right now. So Yeah. yeah and it's not even Nancy Pelosi's fault this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you say that one. I'm gonna let you do that one. I'm gonna let you say that. They, they're gonna kill me out here if I crack on them. Nah, I crack on Nancy. I can't do that. I can't do uh, that. Her daughter might come after me. No, I, I'll take full credit for that. In fact, I'll let the audience applaud. There you go. All right. Thank you, audience. I'll be here all week. Twice on Sundays. And that's that. Now, hopefully, everybody is uh, doing okay. It is. Uh, the day after April Fool's, so this is not a Fool's uh, Day joke. We actually are here with California Guy and Scorpio, which, again, I haven't uh, heard from uh, you two gentlemen in a long time, so it's good to hear that you're uh, you're alive, you're well, you're kicking it, you're hanging in there, and, uh, you know, just uh, don't touch any surfaces and then, like, put your finger in your mouth, and you'll be okay. Yeah, little exactly. bugs, a lot safer <laughs> than a little bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you must put your finger in your mouth, wash your hands about 36 times with scalding hot molten lava type water. And if you don't have soap, you can pee on your, on your hands, I think. I think that's, like, it, it doesn't piss have, like, some kind of vitamin effect that you just pee on your on yourself. Like, if you get bitten on the beach, like, by a star, like, fish or something, like, don't, don't tell you, like, pee on his leg! Pee on it! Oh, yeah, it says it right wow. on the CDC website. Yeah, so, I mean, there has to be some magic to it. The magic of your... See, that's all R. Kelly was trying to do. He was trying to cure the girl. <laughs> wow. Wow, you got jokes tonight. <laughs> he, he, R. Kelly was like, relax. I know you're going through some shit, 
I know that, you know, they, they, they diagnosed you with some really bad illnesses, but I got you. You know what the cure is? It's between my legs, baby. It ain't trapped wow. in the closet no more. We're going to write a couple of love songs, but this is that. Trip, trip, trip. All day long. All over her chest. To this song. See, Speaking there you of go. which. You survived the virus, you still have the jackal waiting for you after that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Now exactly. I do want to I do want to give a shout out to a missing voice tonight, a good buddy, uh, the one and only Johnny Alpha is not here with us. He's uh, a little bit under the weather. He he doesn't have the virus. He's good. He, he's just a little tired because he had a a long day of work. He actually worked, guys. Unlike the rest of us who are locked in, he had to go and uh, do work today. So I felt bad for him, and I was like, "Hey, listen, you go to rest." You hadn't slept all night. You worked all day. You can rest tonight. We got this covered, man. We got a we got a, a perfect, you know, not a round table exactly, but we we got voices that I'm sure others who haven't heard in a long time would like to hear from. And uh, let's move into uh, some uh, movie stuff. As you know, I'm sure Johnny is not even listening. He's probably counting the sheep that's hopping over his head right now in sleep. So uh, I just. Finished uh, a few minutes ago watching The Color of Space with Nicolas Cage. And uh, I want to talk about that tonight. Have you guys seen that yet or, or you haven't seen it yet? Oh, look, I don't um, like anything I, with Nicolas Cage, but that one doesn't really ring a bell with Chargers. Oh, it, I haven't seen it yet. It's, it's, it's a cool-looking movie. You know, I, I put the trailer up in my group, actually, uh, where, you know, it's like a, it's from H. It's like um, with that Arthur that used to do those... Um, H.P. Lovecraft. That's one of them. Yeah, H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoover, not the, like the Hoover of but Lovecraft. Oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm missing out. But, he yeah, sucks and blows out. when he writes. What? <laughs> Get, like, oh, Hoover. you just watch that because it's got Tommy Chong in it. I see the connection now. Of course. I mean, you know, he is an idol of mine, uh, Scorp. I mean, jeez. Oh. How was it, though? No, uh, no, how was I'm, the movie? Uh, oh, it was fa- <coughs> fantastic. Now, actually, all jokes aside, it was actually really weird. Like, the, like you know, most of uh, Lovecraft's books, uh, or Hoverboard, whatever his name is. Uh, but uh, it was actually pretty good. I mean, you know, it's one of those uh, typical, like, Nicolas Cage mystery uh, movies. Like, um, what's the one he did where it was the aliens? Knowing. Where it was yeah. like it builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up, and then the end is like this huge payoff, and you have to like watch it six times just to kind of understand what happened at the end because it's really weird. That's what this kind of is. But okay. it, it's but what's weird and interesting about it? It's about and uh, it's funny that it's supposed to be out right now in theaters, but of course you know we're going through what we're going through, and a lot of movies are being pushed aside. Some are completely being pushed to next year. Some are like, you know, still in the open. Maybe they'll come out and maybe they don't. Uh, but one thing that's weird about this movie is it's about a meteor that comes from space. It infects the water and it turns everybody and, and like crazy people. They start mutating and it starts killing the, the planet through a virus. Oh. Huh. Now, doesn't that sound awfully familiar? Yeah. Oh, very topical, very topical. Yeah, yeah. It's right. um, like the old original zombie movies or Cabin Fever. 
I mean, None of the Living Dead, that's basically how that started. You know, Comet comes, starts the zombie apocalypse. Well, there's, yeah, no, very uh, there's no zombies on this one. It's like people just mutate and like, they become weird creatures and die. Or you kill them, one or the other. And that uh, hits everybody. Animals, dogs, cats, horses, humans. Even the mailman got it. Everybody got it in this movie. Um, it's not, it's a weird, not a bad movie, but the, the content, and what I'm, you know, getting at is, uh, I don't know if you saw, if you guys saw the report, there was a report that a meteor hit Wuhan, China, right before, uh, yeah, China, right before the COVID-19, like, broke out, and, um, they think that's how the virus got to Earth, through oh. space. So, how ironic that that is one of the theories, is not, you know, proven, but it's a theory, it's a working theory, because it just so happened. A few weeks before the outbreak, there was a meteor that actually uh, came down in Wuhan in the middle of the night, and, uh, you know, as it landed, it broke into pieces, and the other thing that was heard was like, Wu-Tang, motherfucker! That's the other thing that heard. That's the other thing that was heard, and then shit just broke out. All right, all right. So we're definitely going to blur the lines tonight between doing a roundtable show and, like, the old Jackal's Head, like, conspiracy theory shows. Okay. No, 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 no. no I just, you know, it was just this one movie that has that kind of tie, and I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, this movie comes out this year, and we're going through, like, you know, this whole thing right now. Well, yeah, did you ever think you would live through the beginning of basically every zombie movie ever? No, see, you know, it's funny. I, I had a conversation about that with somebody recently, and I said... Um, on that podcast, I was like, you know, in a zombie movie, I'd probably be the one that dies first. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a, for the time, I mean, think about it. I'm not a virgin. Okay, so I'll, I'll you know, right there, automatically, I'm on the list to die because you know you have to be a virgin to live. Uh, so, uh, hey, movie world would be right without a problem. We'll live right through that bit. Yeah. <laughs> But I I will die probably in the first five minutes. I you know I'm not a virgin. I have lupus. I uh, have a hole in my legs. So I can't walk very fast. So if the zombies come at me. I'm I'm dust. I better have really good weaponry or, uh, you know, hope the hope the doors can keep them out. Because if not, I'm dead like a red shirt in Star Trek. Done. Wow. Done. You know what's the question? You know what, Scorpio has an interesting, keep up an interesting point, though, about, would you, did you think you could ever live to see all the zombie movies that was made? And, you know, I can, I can say that I've watched every, practically every genre of zombie movie from the chemical-based zombie movies from Living, Night of Living Dead to the Lucio Fuki, uh, Lucio movies where the zombies are supernatural, they come from hell, the Italian zombies, to even the zombie movies where they're humans but they're sick, the concept of zombies just being sick people, to the 21 days, to even zombie movie or shows, even like Walking Dead. So, yep. uh, yeah, I, I could say, even comedy zombie movies like Shaun of the Dead, movies like Shaun of the Dead and Zombies on the Plane. So, a, a lot of, and let me get back to this, the, 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 what you call the Nicholas Cage too real quick but yeah that that yeah, I've watched enough so I'm bored of zombie movies to be honest with you I'm sort of bored of like vampire movies I'm bored of zombie movies because I think I've seen them do almost 
everything with the zombie movie. And we, the, the, I, I tell most people, if you really want to get into some serious zombie movies, just get into the Italian late 70s to the, through the mid 80s zombie movies. Those are the better ones to me because they had different concepts of the zombies. You can see them not eating people per se, but tearing people up uh, or, you know, People with axes. Some zombies had weapons. Yeah, see, I never really got into that with zombies with weapons. That always kind of like threw me off. It was like, because then they're like getting smart. And that's the problem I even have with like Resident Evil movies. Like they're supposed to be dumb zombies. You, you, they, there's a lot of them, so chances are, you know, people are going to die. Normal people, but if it's a zombie movie, like, what's the point? You know, like, why make them smart? They're supposed to be dumb creatures as it is. So I never really got that, to be honest. Uh, yeah, zombie to me is definitely like sort of a genre too. When, when the Resident Evil zombies and all that stuff, it really starts pushing it more into like you know the sci-fi weird shit of it, really, than you know zombie movie. Exactly. By the way, we have a caller on the line. Uh, caller, state your name, uh, age, location, and, and sexual orientation. Yeah, state your uh, name, gangster. Come on, come on, speak. <laughs> Oh, I guess uh, he doesn't want to speak. Or she. Well, I'm sorry. Today we got to be a little bit more politically correct. <laughs> yeah, let's not go assuming gender now, Jack. We're yes, right. we can do that. Uh, the alphabet person who just uh, joined, uh, whoever, uh, you know, letter in the alphabet you land in. Um, welcome to the round table. Okay. Yeah, whether you're LGTBQ, RSTUV, or any of the vowels, even if you want to, welcome to the show or not. Uh, speak now or forever hold your peace. Pieces, Reese's. Uh, hello? Caligai there? I think, I think my, that might have been Caligai who uh, got disconnected also. Actually, no, I just got a notification that he left, and I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he said no he said i gotta take his shit that's what he said he's like I, he's like my uh my pooper it's squeezing I... one out <laughs> when you gotta go you gotta go no that's effective immediately um i don't know what's going on with yeah it's uh that's his number let me try to see if i can add him because apparently uh his uh phone is uh running away from the police i don't know what's going on but there we go. I'm here. Welcome back, Mr. Miss America. We missed you there for a second. You okay? Yeah, good. Yeah. Are you on the air? No, no, we're, we're, we're not on the air. Tell me some secrets. <laughs> okay, good. No, I'm making sure I don't want to mess up the show. No, I don't, I don't want to mess up the show. My fans. Hello. Oh, I'm, no, it, yeah, it's too late for that. It's way too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you bring up this whole zombie conversation that just peace deck on us. Like, oh, okay, we'll just we'll carry this. Let's yeah, <laughs> it's all good. No, but it, it's uh, it's funny because I'm actually writing a zombie movie. It's a coming of age type of film. It's about a, a zombie who figures out what gender he is, or it is, I should say. And since you you know it's already dead, it, the operation doesn't hurt. No. Shit. Interesting twist on that old plot angle. Okay. You know? Yeah. And, and since, you know, they can't join the army and have the army pay for the sex change because they're dead technically already. Um, and, you know, Trump wrote that law. You can't, you can't do it. Can't have a sex change if you join the army. Uh, so, you know, the zombie is trying to put a Patreon page, I think. 
<laughs> Patreon.com wow. forward slash pay for my transgender zombie mortification. Oh, yeah, wait, actually, I think I saw that. It was like forward slash it's easier to build a pole than to dig a hole. That's the one. Was yes. I was I, it, was, it was close. That's yeah, close enough. Close enough. Close enough. It's good. It's almost as good as the Nicolas Cage movie, which I, I still don't understand the end of the movie, but I, I do love the premise. Going back to that, um, the color of space. Uh, again, not a zombie movie. Uh, just a, a very weird creature movie. I got to read the book again because uh, I I don't remember like reading it. But I'm pretty sure I have because I've read a lot of Lovecraft's you know, material. Um, so there's a good chance I probably read it and I just don't remember it too well. But it was a good, uh, like, you know, little horror movie. It's sad that we're going to release so many, like, big movies this year, guys. Uh, they just pushed um, a, a really an amazing movie, Deadpool 3. And I'm just pissed off. Oh, that. no. Oh, son of a bitch. They pushed it back a few months because of the virus. That's going to uh, be hitting on uh, the news in the next uh, day or so. Uh, Disney's uh, announcing big movies that were going to come out, all being pushed back. Avatar uh, 2 probably will never come out. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I think the virus is only here. So, to, yeah, I think the virus is only here because they're like, we don't want Avatar 2 or 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, 10 ever to come out. However many that That's motherfuckers dead. make it. That's dead. Yeah, That's dead. Avatar's dead. Like, That's what would dead. you even make Avatar, like, 25 years later? Like, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, being trapped in developmental hell, as they call it. But they've been supposedly filming, like, three more movies back-to-back for, like, ten years now or something. I just don't get it at this point. I mean, at this point, it, it, you know, the big thing about Avatar, and, and not to shit on any Avatar fans, even though you're a shithead if you are a fan, of Avatar, because uh, it's kind of a shitty movie. I mean, it was okay at the time because of the technology, and, you know, it was something new with all the 3D kind of graphics, and, but it really wasn't anything new. I mean, like, I, I didn't really ever see anything in there, other than the whole 3D thing. Um, when you look at the special effects, there was, like, nothing there that I hadn't seen done, like, in the Star Wars prequel, better. You know, like, honestly, special effects-wise... Well, I mean, something, look, Avatar everybody? is a beautiful movie. Like, it looks really, really cool. But I mean, come on, it's it's basically Pocahontas in space. It's not like yeah. they were treading a lot of new ground or anything with it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's cool though. Like, I mean, I'd watch another Avatar. I ain't mad at it. I'm just like, what shit? Or get off the pot? Like, where are you with this? Like, you can only tease my attention for so long before Blue Balls goes to fuck y'alls. Yeah, pretty much. And especially with something like a story that had an ending where you could say, okay, well. It deserves to be further looked at for more sequels and, and fleshed out. Like you could do without a sequel, with that with that franchise. It's one of those rare movies where if they never made another one, you'd be like, okay, that's fine, that's cool, just leave it there. You're right. You know the the rumor that they had for Avatar was that it was going to be water based. So I know that I heard that years ago, like. 10 years ago that they said that James Cameron was looking into it being more water-based. But again, you know, uh, actors get played out. Certain people get played out. Uh, Zoe Solanda, she's got bigger. So she does, like, what, Guardians, and she does other kind of movies, the 
I forgot some of those actors' names in the movie. They've forgotten about. So, I mean, you know, you're living in a time where, again, Avengers Endgame yep. is Star Wars. That was Star Wars for the millennium. Avengers yeah. Endgame. So you're in a time period where, you know, you got to, in, in film anyway, in film you got to catch it when it's hot. If you don't, then you take a risk of not being hot. So, you know, you had the fan base for Avatar, just like Matrix. Matrix, they're coming out with it. I know they were filming in San Francisco, because yep. I've seen it on, on local news. So they're filming for that. Now, I'm not sure uh, if there's a fan base for that still. I, I'm not sure I don't want to shit on that. But, again, when you call yourself making these type of movies that are that were good at that time, I think you got to follow up with them because you got too many movies today that are just hot and, and film is not really the same no more. So if you're mm-hmm. not putting it out there today, then it's going to get forgotten about. So Avatar was one of those movies. I agree with Storm. It's beautiful looking. It's beautiful looking with the colors and the way the creatures look and the concept, like you said, with Pocahontas meets uh, Twilight Zone, where you have human invaders, you have the humans invading the aliens, you know, and you have that concept in there. But, you know, I, I, you could have done a sequel if you wanted to, but then you could have left it as a standalone, too. So I agree with you, Jackal, on that. You could, you could really just have it as a strong standalone, but you could have options to explore that, protect that planet yep. if you want to. But, you know, we have to see, because that, that's a, that concept is, um, I, I'm not interested in Avatar at this point. I, I, you know, if they come out with it, you know, they do it good. If they don't. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can you can see the influence on not only uh, you know from not only Pocahontas or Dances with Wolves or anything like that. I mean, when I saw it, I literally thought I was watching Fern Gully. You know, oh, in the <laughs> he said it's, it's the same exact story, identical, but it's, instead of becoming a little tiny guy, he becomes this big giant guy. It's a big difference. And all the foresty stuff and. It- yeah, it's the same they, they kind movie. of feel similar in the brain. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. Actually, I really do. That was a good one. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll be here all week. Just I'll be a little <laughs> bit more. I'll be a little bit more inebriated. That's all. Uh, but no, actually, I didn't tell because I went to see it in theaters. So I, I'm a Cameron fan from like, Terminator, you know. So when that movie came out, I was like, I was hyped. I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. Even though I'm not really feeling the rest of the cast on this thing, but hey, it's going to Weaver's cool. And uh, then I went to see it, and I was like, I swear I've seen this before. And then like, it just hit me like a, like a brick of, you know, uh, a brick made full of turds right in the forehead. And uh, it said, Fern Gully. Uh. <laughs> that, 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 that aha moment, that fridge logic where it's all yes. into place. I had that, uh, that magical moment where it just hit me in the neither regions. And it said Fern Gully. No, that will definitely get your fucking attention. That'll get my neither <laughs> region's attention. That's for sure. And uh, probably my psychologist also, because it's gonna be like, dude, if you're hearing like shit just in your mind saying Fern Gully, you got issues. Come on, I got medication for you. Little exactly. magic pills. Hey, hey you know but, what? Too Disney Plus got. Um, Avatar, and I've seen it on Disney Plus because I, I got the app still. I, I still pay for that damn app, but um, they you got, pay for the Disney Avatar. Plus app? You actually pay for the app? Really? Yeah, I pay for it. Yeah, I pay for it. It's cheap. It's six dollars, so it's like it's not really to me. It's not like if it's like 
Six dollars? Hold on. You're like you're you're one, two, three. You're four bucks away from a dime bag. You know what you could do with a dime bag? Oh man, that's what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> no, with, with today's currency exchange, the dime bag is like uh, a metal meter worth of weed. Like, you know, it's not even that much. It's very small. It's tiny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like a little one, a little tiny, like, you know, one-hitters, maybe. They buy it, like, at the bodega for, like, $2. And they made out of corn. You ever seen those little corn pipes? Yeah, no, those, those yeah. were fun back in the day, but, yeah. Yeah. Like, out of, like, the movie Avatar was fun back in the day, and now it's not too much. <laughs> <laughs> Never went yeah, way too far off topic. Appreciate that. See, yeah, but you see how I brought that back full circle. Yep. To Avatar. Solid? It's not good. Yeah, Avatar, it's just today, Avatar, you know, and I, I see it, it's like there's some fan presence for Avatar, but again, I, I'm, like I said, you live in an age where the Avengers was these kids' Star Wars. That's why Last Jedi even failed, because Endgame was Star Wars, you know, when they had yep. the, 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 the Infinity Gun, I mean, not Infinity Gun, I'm talking about Combat Infinity War, and Endgame, that was like a stuff for kids. That was the millenniums and everybody's movies. So I just think that, you know, Avatar should have came out the second one like two years ago. You know, I don't know what yeah. Actually, with, with Avatar, with a movie like that though, and, uh, you know, not to cut you off, sorry, but with a movie like that, uh-huh. you either have to come out, and you're, you're absolutely right, you have to come out like two years later or wait 20 years. Or wait, maybe even thirty years, and let the audience want a sequel. Because after a couple of years, remember we're we're an audience, so we have short term memory span. And yeah. after a couple of years, when other big movies come out, we kind of forget about these flicks. So it's a very good chance that they come out with a movie ten, fifteen years later. It might not be long enough at that point, and especially if you've been waiting, you know, it's going to be a lot of negativity build up, so it might not do as well. At this point, I'd wait another 15 years. They just let the audience build up to they want to see it, and then release like three in one year. Release a whole trilogy in theaters. Two, three, and four. That would be perfect. You know, That'd just some perfect. crazy shit like that. Like, in the beginning of the year, you release the, set, the second one. In the summer, you release the third one. And at the end of the year, December, you release the fourth one. You make it a trilogy in one year. Bam. And that's, that's, crazy. that's actually a good idea. That's actually a good idea, too, because you do that, then you might get the audience's attention that way. But if you go the route of, I'm just going to release a sequel, to, to, you know, and then I'm going to wait on the third one. I, I'm trying to figure what research is he doing? Like, what fucking research are you doing for that for damn Okay, what fucking research are you doing? God damn, I know about filmmaking, but what fucking research is... Going into this, what do you research? Yo, you're, you're absolutely right because it was funny because I, I, I remember seeing a report when he started shooting the second one. They were like, "Yeah, James Cameron is deep in the, in the Avatar two, and he's been learning about how to do all these new things, and this movie's going to be incredible." But first, let's go see what he's doing underwater on the submarine that he's randomly just going to explore. Motherfucker, aren't you supposed to be like making Avatar two and three? How you doing the submarine exploring the Titanic? That was ten years ago, twenty oh, I mean, years ago. That's, I mean, that's his thing. Like James Cameron is really big about like underwater shit in the Titanic. Like it's kind of his obsession. <laughs> like, like personally, that's what he's all about. I've I've read this somewhere. So. 
the fact that he's doing that makes sense. Just what the hell that really has to do with Avatar? Like, you don't have to study under Eurus for twenty waters, but Avatar in water. Right. Like, are you still <laughs> looking for the blue diamond that the old lady threw down in the Titanic? What's going on with you, James? <laughs> it has to be the exact one. No, it was the third one. No. Yes. Not that, one. that one's off blue. Off blue. It's got to be exact blue diamonds. And it's got to be thrown by an old lady. Man, you guys have be a great idea for a show, though. Sequels that came way too late. Yes. That's like actually a good idea. Yeah, it is. Uh, Callie, you were saying something. Sorry, we cut you off for like six times. Now, I want to hear Scorpio's sequels. You know, that's interesting. Cause I, I was going to say something about, about Cameron, but I was going to compare him to George Lucas. But I was going to say, I agree, sequels that came way too late in the game. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just got flat. Um, you know, and, you know, but let me get to this real quick. Cameron's trying to be like George Lucas. Remember when George Lucas was making the prequels, right? He did research yep. also too on underwater stuff and everything else. Like he made a film. It made sense what George Lucas was doing. I know the, 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 the knuckleheads out there, they hate Lucas for whatever reason. It's going to be going after Jacko. You put it in his hate mail, but Lucas did the same thing, but it, it led to something. It led to an actual film. So, you know, I agree with, with Scorp. He's always doing underwater stuff, but, you know, where does, where does Avatar come in? So, you know, this is, we're not missing that. But you know, the big prize I think this year is Black Widow that's being missed and Wonder Woman and some of these yep. other movies, I think Top Gun. So that's where the yep. big meat is at right now. Fast and Furious, that's where the meat is at right now that you're, that we're all going to miss and, I'm going to make a comment later about what should happen to Black Widow and Wonder Woman. It's not going to be popular to a lot of fans. But, I, you know, people keep having these Dude. theories about what should happen. But I'm the last James that, uh, Bond movie that's supposed to come out with Daniel Craig. That's supposed to come out this too. year. Yeah, that's the first one that got moved. Well, I think that... Well, I, I heard people say that they should move Black Widow to... Uh, what's that Disney Plus or the video on demand? I, I think that's a bad idea. Yeah, um, I wouldn't do that. I yeah. think that's a horrible idea. I think they should not move it. I keep reading the internet uh, on Facebook and different. I'm not going to say the website's name, but there's a certain website that keeps pushing that angle where, you know, we need to move Wonder Woman to video on demand. I'm like, since when do you take films and put them on demand? So, and they keep comparing it to The Hunt and The Invisible Woman. And, I mean, Visible Man. And I'm like, dude, you don't push these movies on to... Because I think you're not going to profit if you do that. So I think that they should probably just hold off and maybe wait until... Well, Black Widow's not a consequential movie anyway. That's a pretty yeah. cool. Black yeah. Widow is not really a consequence movie at this point. I think your movies that you will want to kind of come out this year will be like Winter Soldier and Falcon for Disney. For Disney. I'm just talking about Disney right now. That's the one that I think people should want to come out this year, but Black Widows is not of a consequence, so you can kind of wait until later this year. So, well, Winter Soldier is going to be uh, more of a TV series, right? Winter Soldier and um, the Falcon? It is. It's a TV series, yep. but it, it, it bounces off the events of Endgame. So right, if you remember right, right. at the end of Endgame with the blip, and you kind of seen it in Spider-Man, but you get more of that world building when you see that Avenger, I mean, when you see Winter Soldier and um, Falcon show, even though I'm not a Falcon fan, 
But, you know, uh, but you, you get that in this particular show. You're going to see that world building. You get to see Zemo return. You get to see some elements of S.H.I.E.L.D., I believe. It's some cool stuff if people like the MCU. But, you know, and then you got the WandaVision show, too. So those are the shows that MCU fans are really paranoid. I would kind of be paranoid for those two shows. Now, I know they're going to delay Shanghai Lee. That's, that's what they delayed because the director had the virus of the Ten Rings. So that's the one I really yep. want to see. So uh, Doctor Strange is going to get delayed, too. So those are the, the two movies that you know, people should be yes. really, really concerned with. Dr. Strange is actually from the uh, new uh, crop of Marvel movies. That's the one I really want to see the most, to be honest with you. That and the, the fourth uh, uh, Thor movie. Um, but honestly, Dr. Strange 2 and, and 3, which I heard they're going to... It's going to make money if they release it, so the third one should be on its way right after. But that second one looks phenomenal. And I love the first one, so that's that's hurting me right in the uh, the right in the deep deepest part of uh, my uh, cardiac cardiac vascular vein or whatever it's called. Oh yeah, it's called the heart. It's hitting me right there, right in the main heart, and uh, it, that that one hurts to be honest. But you know, it, it's funny because Wonder Woman, I can't see them moving. That's too big of a, of a project. I mean, I can't see them putting that on any uh, TV platform or, or, you know, anything Warner Brothers does with it. I mean, they just, they have too much invested in that. Which would be, it's kind of ironic also because, you know, they had the launch of the DCEU with Ben of Steel, BVS, Justice League. And it was like, you know, roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. You know, things just, you know, mishap after mishap and then... Finally, like, it looks like DC's getting their shit together, and they got Wonder Woman, it's a, you know, it's a big hit, and it's a well-done movie. Not the greatest thing in the world, but it, it was done well, and it made a lot of money. And then, you know, Aquaman came out and did really well, actually, did, I think they did financially better than Wonder Woman. And uh, then my favorite, Shazam, came out, and I was, you know, didn't do as well, but it was a great movie, at least. I loved it, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I love Shazam. And, uh, I was, I was optimistic. I was like, Disney is fine. I mean, not Disney, yeah, DC is finally getting their things together here. And, the, you know, the movies are coming out good. Cause at the end of the day, you want good quality films because that's what's going to bring up the revenues, bring up, it's going to bring more fans, word of mouth, you know, the whole nine yards. Uh, so when you, you know, you have that momentum going into like these projects and now this happens, it's like, damn it, another roadblock for DC. It's like, what else has to happen for them to have smooth sailing into, like, their movies? But, you know, that's sad for DC. But uh, Marvel, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're going to feel it, too, because they have a lot of movies in the pipeline. And then they've got to start moving these things, you know, around. Uh, that's going to be really messed up for, like, you know, other projects coming up, like, uh, you know, the, the bigger ones. Like, what, what happens to the next Avenger? Uh, you know, film, because that's a few years down the road. You know, the, if uh, Marvel wants to start moving stuff around, what happens with X-Men? Since they just acquired those rights, and they wanted to bring that into the universe. You know, they, they're talking already about, they're, start, they're talking about casting a new Wolverine when this whole thing, like, broke out. You know, that's a, a huge project, and now, like, what's going to happen with that? Um, there are actors already involved with the Batman movie for DC. You know, they're getting already. Now they're all, like, stuck. You know, so there's a lot of things that 
that are happening, which one of the things that really scares me is contracts do expire. And what happens with some of these contracts are no longer to be, are going to be able to be kept once everything goes back to normal. When some of these actors are contracted to be in other projects, like for example, we have Twilight of the Bat, right, with Robert Pattinson. That's on hold because of the, the outbreak. What if this extends for five months? And then when we come back or, or a year, for example, and when he's, when he's able to shoot again, now he can because there's another project he has to go shoot. And he's contracted to that. I mean, are they going to, like, figure it out? Is there going to be a lawsuit? Or is he going to have to drop out of being Batman? I mean, I don't know how the guy would be happy about that if he drops out. Uh, but, you know, there's going to be a lot of people like that. They're, you know, that might have contract issues. I mean, that's just in Hollywood. So imagine, we're just talking about two brands. We're not talking about, like, the Mandalorian for Star Wars, the next Indiana Jones movie, or anything oh, yeah. or other that's down the pipeline that are you know already greenlit to go. Now they're all on hold, and I and I love them, but Harrison Ford can't play Indiana Jones till he's ninety five. So at wow. some point, you know, either they're gonna have to start filming, or he's gonna like you know he's gonna have to pass the torch. So. You know, you have to look at things like that also because that was greenlit for another movie. And now that's on hold, and he's he's getting up there. I mean, he can still kind of do it, but uh, now for how long? You know? Yeah, all the Disney projects are canceled. Actually, all of Disney, um, everything yeah. on Disney, right? Not, not canceled, I'm sorry, is on hold. So it's everything hold, on yeah. Disney is on hold. Actually, all the movie industry is on hold. Everything... Uh, that's involved. Even comic books is on hold. Even the, the diamond distributor stopped putting out comic books. So, you know, even comics are even being kind of placed in jeopardy. So I think all forms of comic book shops are folding. So you got comic book shops. Now they're going under because of this virus. So, um, a lot of stuff is taking place where, you know, the whole entertainment industry, I think it's by the end of the year, it's probably going to lose a couple of billion. So you're going to probably see the entertainment industry go belly up. So, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I wanted to see that new uh, Saw movie with Chris Rock. So they had that for Lionsgate. So there's a bunch of movies that they had. And yeah. like you said, they're movies that they're currently filming. And, you know, um, it's just, that's just the way of the world. This shit is bound to happen. So. You know, we have to wait and see. You know, you got people impatient. They want the stuff to be on demand, but I don't think they should put the, the stuff on demand either. But I don't know how it's going to be in the theater. So I don't know if people go to theaters or not, or when they go see after all this. And you're having deaths from the virus, too. So I don't know. So that's a good question. I can't predict it right now. Actually, you know, you bring, up a, you bring up a, a great point, though. Like, even after, like, say we... we come off of the restrictions and stuff and they open the you know, theaters back up and whatnot, people are still going to be scared. It doesn't, just because the government says, okay, you guys, uh, you know, the, the death tolls are down, doesn't mean that the virus is out of town. You know what I mean? Uh, we could still like, have it flare up again if, if people, you know, start like hanging out and, and somebody infects another person. Now all of a sudden, here we were back again at square one. That's a scary part. <laughs> That's Right? That's the scary part. That's the, that's the part that is scary. So I think, yeah, it's, I can't predict it. You know, anybody that tries to predict it is, is very foolish. So I can't predict 
how the entertainment industry is going to go. So at this point, so I think we were, we won't have answers probably until maybe July, I think, maybe June or July. We'll probably see where all this is going. But I, I don't see people going to the movies, right? And I, I wouldn't go to the movies. Shit. I wouldn't go to the movies. No, never, no, no. Nah, not me. I, I don't care if they opened it up. I don't care if they showed us a sneak peek of Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't care if they want to show a sneak peek of that. But I wouldn't go, so... You know, I'll probably stay home because I don't want to be on that ventilator. I'd be up in that hospital. So that's not worth it. So I don't know. But Scorp had. I haven't had a Scorp. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll say this before Scorp uh, gives uh, his uh, five cents on this one. Uh, they can bring back uh, the uh, corpse of Carrie Fisher and put her in uh, the uh, 1980 whatever Return of the Jedi suit from the Jabba scene. And uh, I still wouldn't go see her in theaters. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And she could be, and she could be butt ass thinking, giving Jabba the Hutt a blowjob. I still will not pay. Well, I might actually pay to see that. That is, you know. Now that I wow. think about it, Jabba the Hutt, you, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not an alphabet person like that, but you, you gotta be curious. He's a big giant slug, you know? Like, how does that work? I guess you really want to see the green fleshy parts, huh? I, uh, <laughs> Jabba no Wanga. And just think, he said, Han Maboogie. Huh? What does he mean by that? I think that means I'm uncut in Hut. Yes, he's, he's the uncircumcised Hut. <laughs> so, 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 so that's what it roughly translates to? Um, I mean, obviously, you know, different, different cultures have different words for things like that, but roughly translates to something like that. He's like, that's pretty much it. He's like, the Han Maboogie. It's really, uh, they didn't cut me down there, dog. Like, I got my flesh. <laughs> For a nonsense gibberish language, though, you've got a good goddamn memory of it. Yes. yes. You know, that's exactly <laughs> how he says it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I've practiced it for, for a long time, yes, for many, many years. That's one of the things I uh, I would look in the mirror and, and I would be like, come on, give me your best job with that. Ho, 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 ho. That's good. That's good. I'm a boogie. That's really good. Scary, even. And then. <laughs> scary! And, 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 and then I was terrified. And then I went and took a really cold shower. But and then, then you I felt shriveled much up. Yeah, and then I shriveled up. Ah, uh, much better. Uh, at least we don't have any, um, news. About Star Wars coming out this year with another shitty movie. <laughs> so, that's good. Wait, they're making shitty know. movies? I think they're all awesome now. Well, Last Jedi and Solo, not so awesome. Yeah, but what about Rise of Skywalker? I mean, that well, cool. Rise of Skywalker was pretty good. I mean, I apologize if you guys already had like the, the Star Wars conversation on a previous roundtable. I know I'm a little late to the game on some of that, but I thought yes, yes. the last Star Wars was, like, the best of all the, you know, new Star Wars, whatever you're calling it. Well, I still gotta go with Rogue One on that one. No, okay, I mean, well, Rogue One is just such a different beast, I mean, as far as, like, where it falls in, you know, it's not, like, part of the trilogy, necessarily, it's it's a little more out there, I mean, you know, Rogue One is great, though, wrong. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that fantasy with Vader, uh, gets my nipples hard every time I see it. <laughs> It's so good. Well, I mean, if only Legend of the Sith was two hours worth of that, people would have liked the prequels even. 
Dude, I'm telling you, if you just put Vader slaughtering people in a hallway for like two and a half hours, and just like <laughs> cutting them in half, and that's a Disney movie. Think about it. He was like cutting heads off, like slicing motherfuckers. Like, that is the greatest Vader scene I've ever seen, and it came from Disney. I, don't, I have no idea how that happened. Well, yeah, so I mean, the, the Disney connection is a new thing, but for Star Wars, that's not at all new. I mean, remember, A New Hope basically has two charred corpses within like the first half hour or so. Um, this is true, but shied away from the ultraviolence. This is true, but they were they were you know far from the camera. They weren't that close, and the corpses like were in split seconds. If you blink, you miss them. You know, okay, I mean, very, twenty minutes after shots. that, you're surrounded by Jabba corpses all over the ground. But yeah, you're right. It's not necessarily seeing the the severed parts yeah. up close, or well, just cut someone's arm off about ten minutes after that in the cantina. But no, still, still. Yeah. Point being, it's Good called point. Star Wars, not you know, Star Aggressive Negotiations. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> that part is you're, true. Yeah. That part is true. Yeah. You read about yeah. one thing, Master. The negotiations were short. <laughs> but you know what, but Star Wars is really violent, though, I, I will say, and, and Squirrel Park would know better than me, would be the, the, the expanded universe, the comics, and the novels, and maybe the games. I think they go into much of the, the old expanded universe, not the stuff they got today, before the bios, you got more darker stories than you would would today. So yeah, like different aliens, different concepts, even certain things that Papa Team was doing during the prequel timeline was a little bit darker than what they kind of present today. So you could see that it was a little bit more violent pre-Disney buy. And after Disney bought it, you still kind of see it. But, you know, it's not. I think Rogue One would be the most violent one post-Disney. I think that would be the most violent one. Actually, yep. like you said, Star Wars, and you've seen the more war part with it. So you would, you would kind of see that. It's not as, like, um, the, the, the trilogies, the, the previous trilogies, that have to be the most, you know, which you have the spying and actual war kamikaze type concepts going in there. So a little bit darker, but when you read the old novels, those were pretty much a little bit darker. But, uh, Scorp, I'm going to say, I'm, I, if you listen to Last Jedi, I'm, I'm mixed with The Last Jedi. To, to get, not, yeah, yeah, Last Jedi, I mean, no, Rise of Skywalker, I'm sorry. I'm mixed with Rise of Skywalker. I've been mixed. There's some parts that are cool. Uh, there's some parts that, you know, just didn't gel to me. Uh, the plot with the Emperor, you know, people was a fan of the previous movies, they love it. But, you know, just some stuff got to connect and make some some sense, you know, and, you know, in the movie. So it had cool stuff. And then now I said it's totally weak, but, man, they, they got to kind of, you know, um, I think they rushed it out. They kind of should have maybe, I'm glad they didn't wait because we got the virus, but, you know, they probably should have, you know, took their time on that one. Well, I think it was actually kind of the other way around. I mean, you know, Force Awakens got it off to a pretty good start. Off, you know, J.J. Abrams, big sci-fi franchise, you know, good deal. And then the second one, I think, they just kind of wasted that movie, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they the issue was that the, the second one, Last Jedi, felt like the closing chapter, not the middle movie. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. killed the, the hero and Duke, mm-hmm. so, you know, he's the guy. Every, honestly, that, that was the big fuck up in the sequels. Everybody that went to the, the Force Awakens wanted to see what Luke was up to, what Han and Leia were doing. We were all waiting for that moment where they were all together in a group and we had one adventure with our old, you know, crew, and we never got that. 
Uh, it was, that's what really felt bad about the sequels because we never actually got that passing of the torch from the, uh, middle, you know, trilogy, which was really the, the original trilogy to the sequel trilogy and, and that passing of the torch properly done. It, it felt like awkwardly put together in that sense. And, uh, I think the way that they navigated that Force Awakens movie, um, a lot of that, the way it ended up, I don't think that's what J.J. initially had in mind. I think originally he wanted to have Luke more involved. Uh, I think that was more mandated by the studio. Uh, because, honestly, you know, I love Mark Hamill's uh, old stuff, but he's not exactly the greatest on-screen actor. <laughs> he's really good at doing voiceover. Like, he, did, he does a great Joker, right? Best Joker in cartoons ever. But have you seen his actual acting post Return of the Jedi? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I only laugh because it's kind of true. I mean, I, I love Luke Skywalker character. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I think he's good, but like, you know, you, that's the one character. Mark Hamill's acting is, is not all. Yeah. No, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, that's one thing. I, I think it, you know, we're in his age. Uh, you know, there was a couple of issues uh, that might have cost him from getting more of that movie. But I tell you, the little that we did get in the middle movie. He actually was really good, and I was when I was surprised when I saw the Last Jedi. I was like, actually, in his age now, he's done pretty well. They should have really, you know, put more of that into the first movie and given the fans what they wanted, since they're already trying to like play, you know, kiss kiss the fans' ass with all the little nods and the throwbacks and all that shit. Uh, you know, since they're already kind of catering to fans, why not give them what they all wanted, which is that well, at least one mission where you have the old crew together before you, know, you start, you know, handing out to the new crew. I hadn't really thought about it that way before, but you're 100% right. I mean, the whole point of a sequel is, is more of what you had before in some way. It's, it's right. a sequel to it. So you're right. We never really got the gang all back together one last time. And, and that's weird now looking back on it because it's like the sequels were like, too much and too little at the same time. Like, like they were yeah. rushing to patch the torch. They never had the gang back together, like you talked about. But like, no, it's Daisy Ridley now, and it's Finn, and it's Poe, and and it's these guys. We're gonna start killing off main characters in the first movie, and and pass the torch. But at the same time, the first movie was look. Let's admit it. I love it, but it was a remake of A New Hope. The first movie was yeah. a soft reboot. Yeah. And then the second movie, like, did the same thing. Okay, so end of the first movie, they reestablished that. The Empire is big, the Rebellion is little, and, you know, they, they brought us all back to square one. Like, nothing ever happened. But then yep. the second movie, they just reestablished that again. By yeah. just, <laughs> like, you, you already did that in the first movie, but that's why the second movie feels like an ending, because it kind of was. Like, it took them two movies to pass the torch and reintroduce yeah. it, and now they're making the, the last one. of like, shit, we've got one movie left, but we just got started, basically. Like, this should be our second one. And that's why they had to rush it so goddamn fast. It, it really, it, it, it's not so much I think that was, they felt like they were rushing the third one. It's like they didn't really know how to fix the mistakes in the second one. Because there were so, right. so many things that I, I'm sure, you know, J.J. is a great director, but he is not the best at writing 
when it comes to like storytelling, he come up with good ideas. But when it comes to like fleshing it out, that's why he always has a second writer to help him flesh out the ideas. Because he's he's kind of like Lucas in that way. <laughs> I was well, going to say, I was going to say. Right? Because he come up with a, a fantastic idea, give you a beautiful looking world, even with a low budget, he can, he can blow your mind. But if he does not have good writers to point him in the right direction with the fleshing of the script, he's lost. And what happened with Rise of Skywalker... The hired Chris Terrio, who had just butchered Batman v Superman, uh, <laughs> Justice League. Uh, you know, you get a guy who feels upwards in Hollywood. Like, none of his movies are good, but let's give him Star Wars. Why not? Oh, yeah, which is basically how we got the second movie with that philosophy. But no, you're 100% right, man. Like, the, the problem with the last one was just, it was so much course correction. Like, from yeah. the beginning, exactly. like, we, we gotta go course correction. Exactly. We gotta fix shit now, but. In the course of fixing shit, we have to make our whole movie and end the franchise, basically. Yeah. And, and you know what? Kill too? It. <laughs> you know, to add to that, too, because of that, that script, Bill of Faith, that they originally had. See, the problem with the survivors of Skywalker was they already had a screenplay and concept art in place. So when yep. they did Bill of Faith, that would have continued from The Last Jedi. To remember, and we could spoil this, so anybody that didn't see Last Jedi, shame on you. So I'm about to just go say it. The original version of Duel of Fate, you would have had Kylo Ren as the supreme leader like you've seen in this new movie, but he would have killed Ray's parents. That was the original concept that they had, and that Ray's parents, I believe, was like some sort of, you know, something to do with whatever. But I know that you was going to have a Ray versus Kylo, like, at the end type fight, but Ray was, I think that the problem with Disney and Lucasfilms, they needed to correct to connect Ray with some sort of lineage. They knew they couldn't make her an actual Skywalker because that would have been too cheap. So I right. think they was decided right. against Kenobi. I, I still believe they was going to use Ben Kenobi at times. And then they decided, okay, let's going to be a proper team. So they were trying to no, have a I, I, I have to stop you right there because before I lose my train of thought. Uh, and you're, you're going there 100% correct, and then you hit a brick wall where I disagree. And this is why. I'll tell you why. I always thought, because remember I, I said this months and months, been months before the movie was even filming, that Ray is going to be a proper team. Remember I, we talked you about it. that. And, and proper team was going to be the bad guy. Even when we had just we saw Snow get killed, like it was like they're bringing in Palpatine. This is why I, I think this this was always the plan. JJ from the very beginning, before he even did Force Awakens, he said that he wanted to connect this to the prequels, right, and to the sequels. He wanted to make this, uh, you know, something that at the end connected everything into one big loop, right? Now, if you think back and you and you get into like a little Star Wars mythology in the prequels. Remember the uh, very famous and now loved scenes uh, by the, uh, the you know, fans love the scene is where you know, the Palpatine is talking to Anakin and he's telling him about the story of Plagueis the Wise, remember the, the Darth Plagueis who learned the secret of how like not to die, how to keep people from dying, right? Wait, do you want to yeah. say it or can I? Go ahead. Because the dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities. Some yeah. consider to be unnatural. Uh, natural. <laughs> now, think about this. There is one real roadblock in the uh, the entire thing of how uh, Pegasus, uh, you know, Pegasus 
you know, learn how to like cheat death or like, you know, you know, make sure people didn't die. It could only be done by somebody from the light side of the force. That's why Ray's able to cure people because she has that ability that Plagueis taught the Emperor Palpatine how, how to, like, you know, how to achieve, but he couldn't use it on himself because he is so dark and he's so, like, embedded into the dark side. So the only way he could stay alive was through cloning, which is what he does in the movie, and through the technology that he built, like he did with Vader. Now, Rey, being that she's innocent, but she's the Palpatine, she has the dark in her. Remember, Luke even says, you went right to the dark side, Rey. I've never seen that before, right? She's really connected to the dark side, but she's good, right? So she would be able to use that ability. She would be able to, like, to just have that ability in her from her, uh, you know, lineage with Palpatine, because he knew that, and, you know, she was getting all the knowledge through the force of what Palpatine knew, what um, uh, Kylo Ren knew, because she down, yeah, it was like, almost like a download of, of the, with the force abilities with her. You know, that's what, you know, it was, uh, the, the what was it, the Dyat, I think is what they called him in the movie? Yeah, Dyat uh, in the force. Right, and that was because whatever Kylo Ren knew, automatically she was going to know. That's why she was so powerful. It wasn't that she was a Mary Sue. It's because the Force wielded like that. But because of her lineage, she also got the abilities from the Palpatines, which included the knowledge on how to like save people. And that connected directly to the prequels. So to me, the entire idea tells me that you know she was always meant to be a Palpatine. That's, you know, it, that's the only thing in my head that makes sense as to why it had to be that way. Now, the way that it was finally, uh, you know, envisioned in the movie left a lot to be desired. Um, just because of the way that the Emperor was introduced, and it almost felt, that felt like they kind of, like, butchered it. I love yeah. the idea. I, I, I'm 100% behind the idea itself. Like I said, J.J. can come up with, Great ideas to tie things together and make everything fit nice and tight. The problem is the execution, and that's where the movie failed, because if you're writing that kind of a story, which I knew that's where they were going, they should have really introduced the Emperor in the very beginning of the movie. Like, the first scene when they're coming from space should have been with the Emperor laughing. And you should have like, known from the very beginning that he's involved, not following Kylo Ren. They should have had Kylo Ren at that point since now he's, you know, the supreme leader. He shouldn't even have known that the Emperor's pulling all the strings. He shouldn't have been in the very beginning, like, you know, on his quest or whatever. Like, he should have been just, you know, handling business as a supreme leader, ruling over his galaxy, which is uh, internally really what he wanted because he was trying to do what Anakin was trying to do, which is run the galaxy. That, that was when he's talking to the helmet, he's like, I want to remember that line from The Force Awakens, where he says uh, that he's going to, uh, you know, finally uh, do what uh, he wanted. So I can't remember the exact words, but basically he's going to, he's going to, uh, do you guys want the line I'm talking about? Because I'm drawing a blank here. He really talks uh, about finishing what Darth Vader started? Yeah, basically, I, I don't remember the exact words, but that's that's the idea. He's going to finish what he started, pretty much, which is run the galaxy, rule the galaxy, be the, the supreme leader. That's what he's really talking about. 
But then you have the Emperor Palpatine, the guy who's really running the show. He should have been in the beginning. And it, it's a, it would have been a very easy fix if you had him in the beginning of the movie. And then you also could bring Luke back very easily. They could have tied the whole thing even better. Because in Rebels, if you want to really tie everything, they show you what? Time travel. Right, so that's part of the canon now. We know the time travel happens through the uh, neither world, right? The, the world between yeah. worlds. So since we know that, remember Luke fades out in The Last Jedi? If you want to really clean up that mess, you could say that he was pulled in by, um, like, uh, my theory was, or my idea was, by, like, Maz Kanata, because she would have been, like, one of the wills that's actually, uh, oh, the, 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 yeah, remember, that's Lucas's idea. That you know the wills were the ones guarding the, uh, the the truth of the force, and she even says that I'm not a Jedi, but I know the force. How does she know the force? Well, a, a big revelation would have made her character really important and really much cooler. Either she was a member of the wills, and that would explain her character, her race, and her and her pulling Luke into the uh, that world between worlds, and, and him going, what the hell? Now, you don't have to explain how he survived. And you could just say, yeah, his death was, you know, it never happened. But you could do that like in one second in the beginning of the movie. So you could have started with Palpatine, come directly right into Luke being saved by Masconada, and her telling him, listen, the reason you're here, the reason I pulled you in here, is because this entire thing shouldn't be happening. The Emperor never died. His soul lived because he was so dark. He was able to jump into a clone and explain to him that he has to go back in a different, you know, timeline. You know, not different timeline, but like a little bit further in the future to stop the Emperor because yada, 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 whatever the story would have been. And now you have, you've already tied in Rebels. You tied in the Emperor. You, you know, you made Luke more important and he's still alive. You know, yeah. and you, you could have the scene with him and Leia. We have a real scene with him, Leia, Chewie, Lando Calrissian all together, alive, at least. You know, and you could have that scene with with Kylo and, and Han still in there, the ghostly scene, if you want to do that, because unfortunately he, he croaked. Uh, but, I mean, they could have at least had part of the crew together and given us, you know, a little bit of that. Unfortunately, Carrie Fisher died, so that would have been a little bit hard to do. So, but since she died... In real life, if you did that, at least you have Luke to be the you know the hero till the very end. And you know you can kill him or keep him alive. You don't exactly have to kill Luke. It doesn't have to be like you know when Obi Wan bit the dust and you need hope. That didn't have to happen. You know that's one of one of the things where if they would have gone that route and he would have lived, that would have been taken outside the box because we've already seen the mentors die. Qui Gon Jinn died. Obi Wan died. Now Luke died. Okay, well, they were just doing the same shit over and over again. You know, at this point, having him live would have been actually, you know, breaking the mold. Yeah, I feel like Star Wars it wants to do that kind of stuff sometimes, but it just like it can't. It's like it can't quite seem to pull it off and make it work. Like, like Star Wars seems to work best when it does kind of repeat itself. Like, you know, Ray had to be a Palpatine or something because she had to have some kind of lineage unveiled. At some point in a movie, because it has to, it has to match with the previous movies. Like whenever they want to step outside the box, you either get midichlorians, 
or you get like Ray having no heritage, which they couldn't stick to. Like they want to do things a little differently sometimes, but it doesn't seem to work for them. Like they have to just sort of stick to their formula. Well, remember Ray being attached to the Palpatine is like Luke being attached to Anakin. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's, that's the same thing. That's the same thing. See, originally, if you look at Bill of Fate, if you read that script and you look at that concept art, that's what they were going to go with. There was Ray was not going to be a Palpatine, even though I agree with you, those ideals was there. They have it there, but I think that when they did the Last Jedi, you could tell that they weren't going in that direction. They weren't going to the Emperor. Now, J.J. said that that was always an ideal. He said that, I think, in the interview. I don't really believe him because of that script that they got out there still. So that script showed that uh, that was just going to be Kylo Ren. I think at times they wanted Kylo Ren to redeem himself. That's why they put Papatine in there because he's still the superior. Like Scrub said, it's legacy to explain the origin for Ray. Plus, you have the real evil individual in there, and that's property. Property is evil. Anakin, he's not as evil. Uh, Kylo, they all were just misunderstood, whereas property is like your just your sole supreme evil character. You know, he's like Satan that came yep. out the ground. So they had to have a much more evil presence than Kylo Ren. I think that um, whoever wrote Duel of Fate was trying to make Kylo that evil presence, but I think... Disney stopped it because they didn't want a Skywalker being extremely evil. That would have just, I think, ruined kind of the... I, I just think they had to bring Papa King back anyway. And, and like Squirt said, they needed to... Because like he said, Star Wars works, works best... It's not like Star Trek. It's not like Star Trek. See, Star Trek has certain concepts that's introduced like time travel, aliens, different alien wars. You could do kind of those different things in Star Trek because that was already introduced in Star Trek when you in the very first time they that came out. Whereas Star Wars, it works best with repeated concepts. That's a very good point that Script just put out there. And like you said, even though Rebels put the time travel thing out there, it's still like for film, because people still focusing on Star Wars films. I think that it would have been cool for us, but I think it still would have had complaints from different fanboys. I think it would have had complaints like, oh time travel, you know, this don't work. So I think Scrub has a point on that point. If you, you, know, if you have if you have like time travel with like a ship and space yeah. and that the people will be like, eh, that's cheap. But if you do it like in a purpose, you know, like that that's gonna expand the characters like Masculana, which people are like, That's a great character. Why didn't they do more with her? You you could have given her more to do. Plus, you know, it, it, talking about, you know, Rebels is just a TV show, but it's really, I mean, Rebels was the most popular of the cartoons after yeah. the first season. It, it got more popular than even the Clone Wars. So, and it's all canon, yeah. Yeah, it's all canon. So it's, it's pure canon, and you're right, you could, okay, like, I have to use this as an example, Endgame. Endgame used time travel. But right. the way they did their time travel was pretty decent because they didn't do the time travel where they went back in time and they killed Thanos. That didn't go. Everything still stood. Only thing that was there was the people dying from that snap. But what they did was they recovered all those gems. But it still didn't correct the stuff that took place in 2016. So if you're talking about in the way Endgame did the time travel and you applied it to Star Wars, that could, that could, that could possibly work. That could possibly work, but I agree with Squirp. At the end of the day, 
Star Wars worked as, you know, for film, it's kind of a repeated story, but maybe with different characters. That's how Star Wars always seemed to work anyway. And they, I have to agree, they had to tie Ray back in with some sort of legacy character, whether it's Palpatine or Skywalkers or just whoever. She had to be in there. And like you guys said, they already have enough backstory to really push Ray's story out there. So. You know, that's, uh, you know, I, I agree with both of you guys on that part. But the time travel thing, I would have loved to have seen myself. Yeah, I mean, time travel's cool, yeah. but especially with Star Wars trilogies, like, you know, the trilogies are kind of simple. Like, you know, the comics, the video games, the, the, the cartoons you guys were talking about, like the expanded universe books, like, Star Wars has this really deep, deep mythology of Jedi and Sith and all this built up stuff and, and then you watch the movies, at least the main trilogy movies, and, and the bad guy is literally called General Grievous. Like, you yeah. just named a bad guy. Like, Star Wars is very simple in that way, you know, good and evil. So that's why Ian McDermott, who just plays the Emperor so damn well, is so funny. Oh, he's so good. Like, like bringing yeah. him back is a good idea, because that's just evil. That's what Star Wars is. Very simple, evil, and light or whatever. And you know, Ian McDermott just plays a great fucking villain. And so, yeah, yeah let them yeah. redeem Kylo Ren, because you got the Emperor back. And, uh, you, you know, Kylo Ren was a, a decent character. There was a lot, a lot of fanboys complained about Kylo Ren. They didn't like the way that he was written and, or that Adam Driver oh, didn't God, deliver. Really? And yeah, I've heard a lot of people that like, complain a bitch and not about him as an actor because everybody knows Adam Driver is a phenomenal actor. I mean, that dude is going to be in Hollywood as a star for a long, long time. But he's a really good dude also. Uh, but, People complained that they felt like he was underwritten, and I'm like, have you ever seen the original trilogy? Because Vader says very little. It, like, he, he has memorable lines, but for a lot of, like, the time he's on screen, he's either walking around looking menacing, or, you know, he just says this, you know, couple lines, and then everything else happens around him. Uh, and Kylo spends, uh, you know, some screen time, and he has about almost about the same amount of dialogue. And that's done on purpose because he's he really wants to be like Vader, so he's like channeling the way Vader. He's trying to be like his grandfather. He's ch- channeling the attitude. Like he, that's why he wears the mask. He doesn't need it. He's not disfigured, right? I mean, he's naturally ugly as hell, but the actor. <laughs> but I mean, that's just that's just genetics. He's a goofy dude. But, you know, well, maybe he does need a mask. I don't know. Uh, but in all seriousness, I mean, uh, you know, the dude is, you know, a, a phenomenal actor. And he, he, I think he did a brilliant job on that end, really, like, capturing, like, the, the essence of, like, how Vader was. And some of the stuff he said was really cool. But the problem was there was also stuff that made him look really childish and stupid. And, uh, like, when you throw a tantrum, like, once okay, but twice, three times, that's stupid. <laughs> that's the and, thing about and, Kylo Ren, man. I mean, you're totally right. Like, he, he's a wannabe. He doesn't even need to wear a mask. He's not yeah. injured. He just wears the mask because he's a wannabe, and he's he throws temper tantrums. That's what I love about the characters, how, like, flawed and silly he is that way. Like, it's it, it's a good thing about the character, I think. It, it makes it, him more realistic. Well, he's, it makes him more human, but the problem is we, we're not on Earth. He's not a human being, even <laughs> though he looks like us. Well, so he shouldn't be more human. You know, okay. and, and especially if he's a, 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 you know, a fallen Jedi or the fallen Padawan, right? Right. So he's learning the ways of the Force. 
if he's angry at the forest, I understand that he's angry at Luke, I understand that, angry at his dad, I understand that he felt abandoned, whatever the, the reason is, I understand his reasoning, but at the end of the day, if he wants to be the supreme leader, stop throwing a damn tantrum, he, you know, you know what I'm saying? And it was just not even stuff like that. There was stuff that made no sense in Rise of Skywalker also. Like, you're telling me that this is like two years after The uh, the Last Jedi. You waited that long to have a little monkey fix your mask? Yeah, the, the, the showing, that's, that's the sort of the, the opposite of movie magic. But it's like you didn't roll the galaxy either, and, and, here's, and, here, and here's one thing too. It's like you didn't roll the galaxy. <laughs> and and, and you like, have multiple masks? I mean, like the, that's the only, and you're, you're in a galaxy far, far away with all the technology in the world, and you have one fucking mask? Yeah, that made no sense. And, and you know what's so funny too about Kylo Ren and Last Jedi? They said it took place a year or two later. But it, that that movie seemed like it took place the next day almost because from Last Jedi because it's like Kylo still was not ruling nothing still it's like when you watch the beginning of Last uh, the, the the Rise of Skywalker it's like mm-hmm. you, you didn't get no menacing nothing out of him actually you got nothing really now I know they got video games and cartoons that could probably explain that gap. But for film-wise, just the stuff that we're officially seeing, it's like, uh, Supreme Leader, your man is not even scared. Like, Vader, they were scared of Vader. You know, men were scared of Vader. They were scared of Papa Team. They were even scared of Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt, his men were scared of him. But, yep. you know, once, and, and Scrub said General Grievous. They were scared of General Grievous. But yep. it's like Kylo, they weren't scared of Kylo. It's like Kylo, they ruled nothing. It's like he had the army with him. But it's like the army was flat, you know. Maybe that was done on purpose to show that he was incapable of running that. Well, remember, he had, he had spies and uh, what's-his-face was actually, uh, you know, trying to, like, you know, uh, basically sabotage everything. Uh, hooks. Uh-huh. And it, yeah, yeah he, he even says uh, in the movie, he's like, uh, I don't care about your side or whatever. I just, you know, I just wanted to, like, you know, make sure that, Kylo Ren doesn't win. Yeah, no, he says, he says, I don't care if we win. I care that Kylo Ren loses. Yeah, he, it's, uh, he just hates him that fucking much. And I think Daryl yeah. makes the best point about that shit, though. It's like about not seeing Kylo Ren as menacing. Like, I'm look, he really is still basically humans. Yeah. They can be flawed. They don't have to be whatever. Like, they can be weird and throw tantrums and be childish. But while it's realistic, it, it's not very menacing. And that's the other reason no. you needed the Emperor back because Kylo Ren just doesn't work as a final villain. At this point, no. Even if he went, that's why they with him. He's not. It's not. It's not a big enough deal to beat him because he's just not menacing and evil enough to be like this is the big bad at the end of the video game. Like I take on Kylo Ren. Like no, it's just not really there, you know. I mean, I think that's why they had him, you know, kill Han in the in Force Awakens to try to make him menacing, try to make him like really wow. evil. But the problem is that Adam Driver has you know one of those goofy faces where. It didn't work because, you know, he, he, like, he, it's not just that he has a kind of goofy face, but he can get very emotion, emotional, and, and that kind of a sequence, if you really want to go dark with him, he shouldn't, like, have too much emotion. He should be more, like, you know, emotionless, and he, and he showed too much emotion. So, it, it kind of gives away that, yeah, this guy's still 
you know, doesn't really want to do this, but he's doing it, and now it's not, you know, it's, it, does, it doesn't come off as that he's doing it because he's evil, or, or he's trying to reach that level of evil. It's more because he's just a weak bitch. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. and he's being taken advantage of, and he doesn't even know what the hell he's doing because he doesn't want to do this. And that makes him, you know, less of what he could have been. Because, honestly, again, Adam Driver is a phenomenal actor. And if you yeah. actually write him to be evil, and I see, and instead of like, you know, like, oh, daddy, please, I don't know what I have to do, but I can't do it. Oh, my God. So having that kind of like sequence, he should have just licked the lightsaber and cut him in half. And then just like flicked him, like, you know, like, fuck him. You know? And then yeah, just yeah, gone out to Chewie. Hardcore, like you like, really go dark. You know, if you're gonna make him kill, you know, somebody, just really go dark. Because right you know why? But Jack, you know why? It's because he wasn't that kind of evil. That was the whole purpose that was written in his arc. He, uh, Kylo Ren's story arc was he's evil. Yes, I don't want fans to get this twisted. Listen to the show. He was evil, but his evil. See, like if you compare him to Vader, because people compare. Him. We didn't know Vader was Luke's dad. We didn't have a backstory to Vader in the 80s and part of the 90s. So we never really had a deep backstory to, like, Dark Vader and outside of he was Luke's dad in Empire and he still was a villain in return until he had his redemption. Whereas with, with uh, Kylo Ren, we kind of already know, just by looking at the beginning of the movie, we know that he had a falling out with his dad. You know, at one point he was with Luke. So we all had that information. So by the time he comes and he uh, does what he does to him, you know he's being manipulated. That was a savage kind of in the beginning, whereas Dark Vader, when you see Dark Vader in A New Hope, Dark Vader, yeah, he had Tarkin, but Dark Vader was still like a badass. He was mysterious, and nobody knew that until the prequels. So pre prequels kind of expand that, but when you had none of that information, you could just kind of say that Dark Vader was a master, a monster villain, whereas Kylo Ren... You know, you see hesitation. You know, he kills his dad. You know, he fights uh, Ray, and then when you go into Last Jedi. You still see certain things, like with his mother and Leia was still there. That was the thing. Leia was like the bridge that could still turn him back good. And see, you know, you kind of seen that early on, and we all knew that Kylo was going to. I predicted Kylo Ren was going to be good by the third movie. I told people that he was going to die. I, I predicted that on my own radio show that he was going to die. And he was going to be redeemed. I predicted that because, like Scorpio said, Star Wars kind of repeats itself. So I knew that Kylo wasn't going to be that kind of monster villain. Like, I always knew it was going to be some sort of overlord over him because that was the way it was always written anyway, that he was an underling. And he hated being an underling, similar to Anakin. See, yeah, and, and as you were going on there, actually, I, I this centered my head, and you almost, like, went right into it. Uh, in a sense... What they did with Kylo Ren was they literally they mixed the uh, the the two characters, even though it's the same guy of Anakin and Darth Vader, into like almost one character, and that was Kylo Ren, uh, because you you had the the downfall of Anakin in the prequels, and then you had you know Vader as a badass in the in the originals, and then here he was kind of like a mix of both. He was kind of sometimes a badass, and sometimes he was kind of like you know a weak. Uh, you know, kind of whiny, te- almost teenager-like, you know, like Anakin in the, the prequels. Uh, so they, they would, that's, I, you know, that's another reason why they, I guess he took the mask off, because they wanted to have, like, that dual effect where he's a little bit of both at the same time, 
which is, I guess, a mixture of the fact that he's a Skywalker and, you know, he's obsessed with his grandfather. So, and he's still a young Skywalker. It's not like he's old or anything. So he's a young dude, wants to be like his grandfather. He is like his grandfather, kind of, because he's a whiny little bitch, like, you know, Anakin was a little bit. Uh, and Luke was also, let's be honest. Tashi converters. Um, <laughs> I gotta go get some converters. No, really, <laughs> thank you, Luke. But uh, go milk some cows or bantapudu. Uh, but, you know, so that mixture, I think they, that's what they were trying to go with with this story arc. But again, I think if they just would have gone dark with him, it would have been a lot better. And they didn't go, uh, that's one thing that I, I was kind of disappointed at. They didn't go dark enough. With Kylo Ren. Actually, I think the best point that you all, both all of us brought, just brought up is that uh, Kylo Ren really just was sort of like a little bitch about it all. He never really wanted to do the dark side. He got kind of yeah. suckered into it, then had to keep going with it. Like, at least for Anakin, you know, for Darth Vader, it was kind of like a business decision. He's like, well, the Jedi are obviously hypocritical and full of shit. What do the Sith got? What's the difference? What's, what's the matter at this point? Like, you know, Anakin very yeah. coldly decided he'd go evil checked what was his like he kind of made that decision still at least Kylo Ren you never really see it but clearly he yeah. was just kind of suckered into it and also you know we gotta understand Anakin had a reason for what he did yeah Anakin <laughs> he, he was trying literally to learn the you know the way to help somebody not die because he saw that Padme was gonna die so as he's you know already aware that this is gonna happen and the and you know the Emperor tells him there's only one way to learn, you know, the skill, and you're not going to be taught by a Jedi. And uh, once he realized that, and he did what he did to Mace Windu, I mean, he had no choice at that point. He had, you know, made up his mind that, you know, his woman was more important than his, you know, faith and his Jedi knight, which, at the end of the day, I mean, he also felt disrespected because he was... Given the uh, right to be, uh, you know, on the council, but he wasn't given the uh, the title of being a Jedi Knight. Uh-huh. I mean, how does that work? You know, what would they do that to, to a great character like that? Like, what would they do that to the guy who's supposed to be the chosen one? You know? So in his mind, he was kind of pissed at that already. Yeah, I think um, I think it actually goes a little deeper than that, though. I mean, if, if you look back at uh, Revenge of the Sith there, I mean... At the beginning, there's that line about how Count Dooku's too dangerous to let live. And yeah. then Mace Windu uh-huh. kind of echoes it. Mace Windu yeah. says the same thing about the Emperor. Too dangerous to let live. So he kind of looks at it and he's just like, well, these are two ideologies who will just both kill to get what they want. Like, what's the difference then? Uh, at least I'll kill for getting something I want out of it. Very true. because I agree because, like you said, Anakin had ideals. So you really don't see them with Kylo Ren, but Anakin had ideals. And if you even watch the Clone War cartoon and you go back to those, like, like you said, the uh, Attack of the Clones and some of the movies, his idea, he had more of an ideology. And, and Palpatine had an ideology. So their ideologies was like, it was more for that Republic at the time, even though the Republic was going corrupt. Any, uh, it was going down here because of Palpatine. So he was able to manipulate Anakin in between that time that, you know, this is all going... It wasn't because Anakin was looking up to a relative or an evil person. See, Kylo was looking up to his grandfather because he was manipulated by Snoke. Whereas 
Anakin had ideals, and like and I think the last straw was he could not sit on that. Uh, he couldn't sit there as a Jedi Master. So that was the, the, the ice that broke the camel's back. Then you had yep. the fact that Padme was dying. So you had two different things taking place. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of years. That war was three years. And, that, and the war was three years. So he had three years of the war. He had three years of Palpatine uh, manipulating him, Dark Sidious, Kevin, uh, grooming him kind of indirectly. And you see shades of Dark Vader because he, one thing that, uh, what's his name? Obi-Wan said he was arrogant in New Hope. He described yeah. the top, uh, Anakin's character. He was already arrogant. You see that in the previous movies. Arrogant. He wanted to do things fast. He was uh, always rushing to act. You know, he was too good to be true. And so Anakin got corrupted during that period of time during the Clone Wars. So that's where you have your, uh, that's where I agree with Scorpion on, is that he had more of an ideology versus, that's why I said that it was Lucas's writing. A lot of the fans, they could shit on uh, Star Wars all day long and George Lucas, but George Lucas had good writing. He added elements to his characters, whereas in this newer trilogy, they don't really have the ideology there. Some of the ideology is just that the, the 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 order is there. Everything is just there. You know, nobody really. You know, again, maybe they had loosened up with some cartoons or books down the road. I don't know. That's the writing. I think it's. I, I agree with Scorp on that. It's all there in the previous movies. Oh, like I said, Lucas could come up with the concept that'll blow your freaking mind, man. All he ever needed was uh, a co-writer to help him flesh out the uh, like the elements of the story or the script to you know tighten it up and, and do things like uh Lucas uh George uh maybe uh this one character named George R. Binks how about no on that one just that one you keep you keep the little kid and the yippee oh, but that one character yippee this is yeah, yeah how about how about we don't make him speak Jamaican you know how about that? You know he needs that that writer. He didn't have that effect in Menace, which is still a movie I loved, by the way. Uh, but in the in the prequels, uh, his writing did get better. If you notice by the time he did Revenge of the Sith, he had co-writers come in and be that other person. That's why. What does everybody say about the prequels, which is the fair one? Revenge of the Sith. No, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. He surrounded yeah. himself with guest men instead of people who might challenge him creatively to grow. Instead, everyone yeah. played it safe. So don't piss off the boss. Yeah, yeah. And what was uh, the Rick uh, McComb guy? I, I blame him, the producer, because he was like the biggest of the Lucas uh, kiss ass. Like anything that George wanted, he'd be like, "Yes, sir. You're 100 percent right, sir." He was like his Ed McMahon. Like, he could have put, like, a, a, you know, Jar Jar stepping on a turd in the middle of a desert. It would have been like, ha, ha, yes. yes that is brilliant. And that actually did happen in the movie. Jar Jar actually steps on a turd in the middle of the desert. And he says the following line, ooh, icky, icky goo. Yeah, and Star Wars needs wow. a part where the cartoon rabbit steps into duty. See, those type of scenes, uh, in cartoons, you can kind of get away with it, but in live action, I just don't want to see that shit. Like, they have Lucas in overboard. That was Lucas is being overboard with the new CGI the technology. Stuff. Yeah, he was that like, the, the kiddie stuff. Yeah, he was trying to really, like, cater to Phantom Menace to, like, the kids. And, uh, which I understand, because 
Gotta get them when they're young so they can get indoctrinated and follow your, you know, your movies so they can be, uh, the, the money in the bank. Well, yeah, you don't want your don't... audience to croak over the next 10 years. You gotta build up the, the new crowd, of course, too. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Good, good, good work. Let me have this meeting. That's the way that works. You just follow my lead and I'll lead you to the path of wealth. And you know, for all the shit they took, I mean, those movies, uh, speaking of wealth, they made a lot of money. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's never been a problem. But they didn't get the stores. Yeah. Created spinoffs too. They created multiple spinoffs because of those those movies too. They the prequels actually created spinoffs that these fools, these same complainers watch. They created more spinoffs that these guys watch that they claim they don't watch, but they watch. So the the, the and the prequels gave you more much more clarity to the Clone. I mean, it, it, I mean, the it, it gave you the cartoon Clone Wars, but the Clone Wars cartoon gave you more clarity to the movie. So. I mean, it worked out still for the best. It's not horrible. Again, the, the, the pickles are not horrible as what people are saying either, though, because you still got Lucas's ideals kind of in there. It's his creation. We didn't know. It's not like comic books. We didn't know the, uh, how uh, Anakin was made. We didn't know nothing about Darth Vader and Luke prior to those movies, of uh, the, the, the original trilogy. We didn't know nothing about those characters. So it's just, you know, fans just got to stop it with this. You know, oh, I just hate to be. These were new characters and concepts he was coming up with anyway for us to uh, watch and enjoy. So I, I don't really listen to some of that those complaints. Yeah, there's some. Only thing about me is the timeline. I think that the timeline should have been 30 years because he tried to match it with Luke's and Leia's age. It seemed like when you see a new hope that that war was going on for like 30 years to 40 years. So that was, that was my only thing with. That was the timeline. It shouldn't have been 20 years. It seemed like it would have been a little longer, but that's just a minor complaint. You, well, that and the, uh, that, I hated the fact that the uh, sequels had like no time jump between seven and eight. I really, that, that really like bugged the hell out of me. Yeah, that was garbage. Yeah, not having the time jump. They should have at least spaced it out a little bit, but they, you know, and that's what made the beauty of the original trilogy good is that they had a nice little time jump between each movie, and each movie yeah. felt like an adventure by itself. Like, Star Wars New Hope was a fun movie. You got to... Even if they didn't make new movies, I think I said this on this show before, and many times, even if they didn't make... Say New Hope didn't make no money at all, and they would have tanked, you could have just enjoyed that very first movie by itself, because you could have you would have seen the Death Star being destroyed, and Tarkin being killed. You would have seen that... Uh, the Empire's vault, uh, basically. So nobody knew what the Emperor was in doing that first movie anyway. So, you know, you could have yep. just really had the new hope as a standalone, but it made money. But when you see Empire, Empire was its own movie also, even though you had the little cliffhanger with Han Solo, but that still felt like a movie by itself. So each movie, even the prequels, even, even the prequels kind of felt that way. But when you see this last trilogy, it just seems like, if, you know, uh, you didn't time jump, but you, you, you continue the movies almost immediately. Even the third movie, it just felt like it was too close uh, to the second movie. So it just felt very close. And it's like, you know, the characters didn't develop to me. They, they really didn't. And Finn was the worst character to me. And I, I know people say, well, I'm black. But Finn was absolutely the worst character to me in the whole uh, trilogy. He was the most undeveloped. You know, Boyega's one of the worst that they've ever had, you know, now I'm just, he was hired for gender politics and SJW audiences only. That's, 
the reason why they had Boy Edgar to play Finn. So Finn is one of my reasons why I hate even, the, you know, some of it, because he just was garbage to me. He's like, they should have picked another black guy or something. It, it turned bad, but I really liked the character when the uh, first movie came out. I thought he was uh, going to be a great character. Um, but I agree, they underwrote him and it turned really shitty. They really should have, like, made him a Jedi. Like, he should have had uh, the uh, Force Awakened in him also. Because that's basically what happens. You know, he goes as a, a pretty much a deadhead stormtrooper where he's been trained his whole life to be a stormtrooper, even though he was a janitor, we find out later on. Kind of funny. Yes, yeah, still he was technically uh, a janitor, but, but. Yeah. So that answered that question. How many janitors uh, were actually working for the Empire? <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, know, clerks. Right, know, right, right. Now we know at least one became a stormtrooper, and he, in his first mission, he fucked up, and he couldn't do it. So uh, he had the Force awakened in him, and, and supposedly, that's what he was going to tell Rey in Rise of Skywalker when he tells her, you know, that he has a, something to tell her, and then they never even, like, acknowledge what that is later on. It's like, okay, why do you even bring that up? They're not there at all in the movie. They they just that, that was another stupid fucking thing they did too, is that they sat here and he they wouldn't just reveal that he had he was a Jedi. I, I didn't get that part either. I'm like, come on, yeah. man, you guys should have revealed this shit. And I don't want to care about deleted scenes or novelization. It doesn't count when it's not on film. I keep telling fans that if they just like they said that Ray was a clone. I think they said recently that Ray was a clone, and it doesn't count if it was on film. That's that's how I look at it. I'm an old school movie fan. You know, if it was on film first, it doesn't really count. You know, you could add in different things or whatever, but you you didn't explain it. I just go by the way the movie looks. <clears throat> if it's not on film, you have to further clarify that stuff, but. Then that was a horrible mistake. They underrolled him. I think they doomed him in the second movie. Uh, just like Poe. Poe was doomed, too, by the way. He was poorly written also. So it's like, you know, you had these, especially in the last movie, they were just running around like chickens with their head cut off, and they were trying to imply they were gay. You know, that was another thing, too, I didn't care for. The, the, the gender, Disney, you know, they're going to keep going, and people are going to, they're going to be turned off. Because you don't want to look at gender politics in your films all the time. And it was so SJW. That was my only issue with Star Wars, too, is, is Kathleen Kennedy and Feige got this obsession with SJW stuff through their um, product. You can see that even in Marvel, by the way. Marvel has the same issues, too, is that it's so SJW, and you want gay characters all through your movies now, and female Avenger characters, which is weird to me, because, you know, it's just... I'm not trying to be chauvinistic, but, you know, I don't want to see no female Avenger characters. You know, I thought it was pretty cool in Endgame, but I don't want to look at that. How do you feel about uh, Natalie Portman as the female Thor? Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> That's good. That's garbage. I mean, it might be good. Uh, uh, Tutankhamen, Wotiti, Tutankhamen, whatever the director's name is, I, I, I stopped trying to learn shitty director's names a long time ago. Uh, after I learned, uh, with the actor, uh, Zach, uh, Google, kiss, uh, the guy from Hangover, I said, that guy, uh, I refuse to learn any more shitty names. So whatever, Titi, what, Titi, Tutankhamen, whatever, however you pronounce it, uh, he's a pretty good director, though. I mean, he did some of the Mandalorian stuff, so I, I'll give him a chance. 
in the, oh, he did the show on FX called What's Done in the Shadows, the movie. That was pretty good. If you yeah. Guys with the vampires, that's actually in there. He's a good director. I, I like the, the Thor movie that he did, uh, Ragnarok. So I like the Ragnarok movie, and I like what we've done. Because I like the show, too. The movie and the, the show was done in the shadow. So he's a good director. But I, I'm not caring for the, 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 the gay stuff that they're going to put in the Thor movie um, and the gender politics. It, you know, they got to sell me with the story. You know, I'm, I know I'm speaking early, and I know they haven't filmed it, but I, I got to see more stuff with it. I got to see... Like what they're really gonna put in there. I know they. I know Scorpio read comics still, like I do. I know that they recently had James Foster with that hammer, so I do know that. I'm aware of that. Cause some people would be like, "Well, you know, it's in the comic book," but you know, I'm not comfortable with Disney because Miss Marvel was was gender politics. That's uh-huh. my thing. I, I see yeah. where Miss Marvel went, so I don't want to see that in another. Uh, you know, maybe Black Widow. Well, you know what? I'll come back to you guys when we come and see more stuff with Black Widow. So that's uh, where I Well, look at this one, though. You got to understand one thing, though. Uh, I, I I do think after all, like, the, the big hoopla that we've gotten over the whole gender politics in the last uh, couple of years because of Marvel, Disney, and, you know, Star Wars and the whole thing, I think they're going to start dumbing that down a little bit. I think they're going to start, you know, not doing that as much in the uh, the future movies. So you might actually have a, a reverse course on that. Uh, but, you know, you already had introduced Miss Marvel. You know, she is, you know, the Marvel uh, equivalent to Wonder Woman. So you, you know, she, she's already there. We have to do something with her, right? The only thing you can do is kill her off and bring Captain Marvel, the man character, the which was the original Captain Marvel's dude. Yeah. So, I mean, you could flip it and say, okay, we're from a woman to a guy instead of a guy to a woman in the comics. But, I mean, you could do something like that. But at that point, it's like, okay, you know, we're admitting we messed up. And Disney will never do that. Disney no. would they'll never come out and openly admit they fucked up uh, like they did John Carter. Remember that masterpiece, which I oh. loved, and they fucked up the marketing and everything else in that movie? I remember, I remember that. that. Disney yeah, is sort of giving it a proper sequel and and doing something right by the fans of the of the work in the books and the in the mythology instead of you know going in there saying okay we're gonna give you a, you know, a good sequel and bring back the actor. No, what they do they completely abandon that. You never seen you know any more John Carter movies, right? No, you because Disney they'll just put things on the shelf. Move on and never admit they made a mistake. And what do we get, what, what are they doing with uh, Star Wars now? I mean, what did they say? We're going to stop making movies for a while. We're going to concentrate on Disney Plus and some TV stuff. And hold it off. They're already starting to put it on the shelf. That was really cool. That was their plan. So that's my issue with Disney. They don't want to make a mistake and say, okay, we're going to give you something better. And we used to have the rumor that Ryan Johnson is going to direct the trilogy. Really? The guy who's the most hated director in any, by any Star Wars fandom ever? Like, who likes Ryan Johnson as a director at this point? Yeah, and that's all the treatments he had built up, man. Yep, yep. I agree mm-hmm. with Scorp. Who birthed that? And, and you know what's working with Disney, though? I agree with you about Disney. I think with Star Wars, the future of Star Wars will have to be their Disney Plus and TV. Like, stuff like Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. 
maybe certain animated projects. I think that would help them. I think for film right now, maybe they should call it on maybe doing other trilogies. I know fans want to see, like, uh, Old Republic. Maybe they'll do that down the road. But I think that for Disney, I think that they're, uh, and I do agree, they, they're just put on the shelf and that's it. So they're, but Captain Marvel, and Captain Marvel, to make a comment with Captain Marvel real quick, Captain Marvel was one of Disney's worst movies that they made. And I think Captain Marvel would not have made money if it wasn't for Endgame. If it wasn't for yeah. that being Sam I could agree with that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was one of the worst. Marvel movies that they ever made, but it made money. If that didn't have no ties to that, and you yep. didn't see that beeper at the end of Infinity Gauntlet, and they didn't really use her well to me, Captain Marvel. They didn't use her well really in Endgame, in my opinion. She wasn't really used that kind of good. So, you know, the movie was one of the, you know, if that was a phase one movie at best, you know, I think Captain Marvel should have just been in phase one. You know, but it was just that movie. I, if I have to say a female movie, I, I, I take Wonder Woman over that movie. Black Widow looks better than that movie, by the way. Even Black Widow looks a little yep. better than Captain. And I haven't seen that, so I don't want to speak too quickly, but that looks better than Captain Marvel. That's one of the worst Disney. That's one of the worst MCU movies uh, that I've seen them come out with in a long since uh, Age of Ultron, actually. It's one of the worst ones. That I've seen, so it's like you know, you, you got to be careful with the gender politics and the SJW stuff. You know, I know you got success off Black Panther, so they made so much money off Black Panther that they figured that they could kind of do that with any movie. And I don't think Black Panther two is going to be that popular. I don't, I don't think it's going to make that kind of money either. By the way, so that's just well, me. it might not make the same amount of money, but I mean that first one made a billion, dude. I mean that's crazy. Yeah. You know, nobody, I think, and it's funny because I, I, I'm, I do believe I might be one of the few that actually said it was a billion. Like you guys, I don't know if you remember this, but me and Alex, uh, talked about it. And I said, yeah. this is, and this is before the movie ever came out. This is like four months before it came out. When the hype is starting to build up, I said, I, we had a conversation, uh, with Alex 2.0 and you were there on, yeah. Of the uh, Cali guy chat, and I I dropped it. I said this is gonna hit a billion, and and Alex was like, no way, man. This is gonna hit like no more than five hundred worldwide. I remember that. I, I like, said it too. Yeah, and I was like, no, no. This is the hype. It might not be the greatest movie ever made. It might just be a mediocre comic book movie. It might be the greatest thing ever. We don't know yet. But the hype surrounding this movie, it's gonna hit a billion easily, and nobody expected that. But I I saw that coming because there was a ton of hype. Now when I saw the movie, it was a good movie. I I liked Black Panther, but the, the only oh, thing yeah, I had yeah. the only thing I, that I had kind of against it it was kind of like watching Rocky three, but with you know with Black Panther. If you think about it, what happens in Rocky three? Rocky three with a uh, uh, You talk about the one with Clover Lane, Mr. T.
movie that was a feature of the superhero, and then Black Panther got lucky because of Civil War. Civil War sort of kind of, it was hype for Black Panther since Civil War, basically, before Civil War movie came out. So when they cast Chadwick Boswell as the Black Panther, that went into Civil War, and then from Civil War, that movie just had so much hype following Civil War. It was just really built up. I mean, they I give Disney credit. They have really got, and the movie's not weak, so I'm not going to be like other fans and say, well, it was weak because it's not weak. Um, I thought it was a pretty decent movie for what it's worth. I don't think the second the second movie, I don't know, it depends with that second. If they got Neymar in it, I'll say this. If Neymar's in that second movie, then they got to tell That's if, really that, easy, if, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Neymar has to be in it because I told people that Neymar and that Atlanta storyline that I've been carrying for the last year has to be kind of featured up in that movie because if that's not really featured in there, and they hinted at Neymar possibly uh, being in the movie that he was shaking up Wakanda, you kind of get that hint in Endgame, but I think that's what was saved that they need another epic story because, you know, the first story, Michael B. Jordan, he really stole that role as Killamonger. That kind of carried the movie. There's him being a villain in that movie. So it's just a couple of things have to go right in that order. I don't know. You know what, Jack Watson and Scorpio, what I think is going to be the biggest hit, I think, in Phase 4 is going to be Doctor Strange. I think Multiverse of Madness is going to be your big one. Now, you could come back to this show in a year or two, and you could say, and I'm going to tell you another one, too, that's going to be a sleeper, is the Ten Rings. I think Ten Rings will be your sleeper, too, by the way. Uh, I think those are your two movies to look out for within the next year or two. That's going to be your biggest hit. But I, I don't know about uh, the other ones, but those two is going to be your hits. So I think that uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness would be your big hit. I don't, Black Panther, I got to see what they put in Black Panther. I got to kind of see what's in there, and I got to kind of know a little plot. And we, it's just, I'm hearing rumors right now. Winter Soldier, I think, is going to help, too. So I think that Winter Soldier and, and Soccer will help, too. So it depends, though, again. That, it you know, depends, it's, it's, it's interesting because Winter Soldier, of course, is going to be um, uh, streaming. So, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how, you know, how effective it's going to be for the overall audience who might not watch the streaming stuff. Um, but it, I mean, it's going to play into it. Now, I do, uh, you know, have, uh, interest in seeing what they do with it because they're going to introduce a new Captain America and it's not yeah. going to be you know, the Falcon. Uh, which, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, uh, if everybody saw, of course, you know, the last, uh, end games. Uh, he gets, you know, the Falcon gets the shields from, uh, Steve Rogers. He, you assume he's gonna be the new Captain America. Uh-uh. He doesn't get to keep the, uh, the mantle. So that's gonna be, uh, interesting. By the way, guys, we're joined by the legendary, <laughs> the iconic, <laughs> the ultimate fan of Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and everything else we love. The compassion of Wolf himself, Mr. Oscar Benjamin. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing fantastic. And now that you're you're here, right? You know, we're doing even better, guys. Uh, this is uh, this is amazing. We haven't heard this voice in like how many uh, months, years, centuries? Yeah, a long now? time. It's been a, it's been at least uh, a year and a half, at least. <laughs> And last Jesus. time we, we had him on, he was like, I'll see you guys next, next week. Yeah, I'll be on next. 
two years later. <laughs> That's hey, then, What's up, Wolfman? How you doing, hey, brother? Hold on, Wolf. Good to hear all of you. No, it's Likewise, good to hear from man. Me, yeah. We're, we're talking about Star Wars. We're talking about DC, Marvel. You know, the, you know, I don't know if you heard where we're going into there. Um, you first, you know, how are you doing? How are you living? How's, uh, the health? Is it good with you? Everything's fine with me. It's been, a these past couple of years have been a lot of changes. I mean, multiple, multiple things. Nothing negative, very positive, but, um, definitely a lot of changes all in the right direction. And, um, the only negative thing I would say is, of course, um, the whole virus thing and how it's. Yeah completely decimated uh my photography business but you know i have that's why i always have um backup backup abilities and so i'm not too worried about it i was gonna say yeah because i mean you work directly with uh you know independent movies and studio movies and you take you know the the photography of a lot of actors and you do a lot of other photography and whatnot i mean that's really you know your bread and butter so right now everything's at a standstill you know in fact uh it's over yeah, well, it's not over, over, but it's completely done, you know, for however long, you know. Eventually, I hope we, we you know, I don't want to say it's over because, man, that that would really suck. There's a lot yeah, of good I movies I want to see. It's not over <laughs> in terms of um, being permanently over, but I I would say it's nothing's going to be reignited at least probably yeah, for a while, a year, yeah. not next year. I mean, that's just... It just irritates me because I was on the verge. I was this close to actually breaking into a... A multi-million-dollar motion picture. I mean, we're talking hundred to two hundred wow. million dollar budget. It would have been, it have been my, I would have been completely in the door, and it would have been incredible with a very well-known director. Ah, such is the case. It just um, things just collapsed at the at the wrong time for me. But such is the case. I tell you what, though, um, for amateur filmmakers. Um, if you have a good setup and uh, you want to do some filming at night, there's yeah. nobody out, and it's exactly. creepy as hell. Just go anywhere. Nobody's gonna tell you shit. There's nobody outside. You can just go to some field somewhere and just start filming. Just do it quick. And you know, with today's technology, you don't need to have a, a, a crazy setup anymore. It's not like back in the day. You know, you have all these 4K cameras that you know take amazing footage and. If you have good, you know, uh, post-production, you can make anything look really good. So, I mean, if you're an amateur filmmaker, like, get your filming on now because you don't have to pay for shit. Like, you don't have to pay for roads to be blocked or cops to come in and protect the actors. Nobody's on, everybody's locked in. They're all scared. You know, just get a, your, your close crew, make sure none of them are COVID, uh, infected and, uh, film away. Why not? Exactly, especially in the yeah. urban areas. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a tour, a photographic tour of San Francisco, and I've, I've already been over there, and it's, it's. Whoa, it's that's not that safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have my hazmat suit on and everything, so that. <laughs> yeah, you should be more than that. Without any kind of, um, without any kind of hassle, so it should be. I should look semi-official enough that nobody will probably hassle me. So it should be a fascinating photo shoot. Well, hopefully that, you know, it comes that to the point where that leads to them, you know, opening everything back up and we were past this and you can keep working because, man, you had, you had a beautiful resume and, uh, like some of your photographs are incredible, so. Yeah, well, especially, thank you very much. yeah. It was, it, it was, it's, 
Especially was, ones on sets, which is really cool because I love the behind the scenes stuff. That, you know, I was just yeah, I say was. That. I mean, it really, it's heartbreaking the the loss because I was actually negotiating. Besides that one that one project, I was negotiating for two other projects this year. So yeah, 2020 was going to be a real breakout year in terms of being completely um, finally on an A list motion picture. And that's not to denigrate any past motion pictures I've worked on, but you know, it, when you have a 200 million dollar budget film. It's, it would be fascinating to see just how that money is spent uh, each and every day. You know, I was going to be, tra- I was basically going to travel with this motion picture group, this production for seven to eight months. It was going to be multiple film locations all over the world and in the United States. And uh, it's just to think about it, I don't want to drive myself crazy, but you know, these things happen. So unfortunately, now was it? And let's be honest. You were gonna play uh, Rufus in Bill and Ted Three. Just, just be honest. <laughs> Tell us the truth. That's the movie. You're the new Rufus. Far from it. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Let, let's pick your brain a little bit because you know we were talking about uh, Star Wars and uh, DC and Marvel and stuff. And let's get to some fun stuff because I want to, you know, get some of your insight also. Um, you know, we, we, we covered already the, uh, you know, the, uh, the prequels, the sequels, the originals, um, of the three trilogies. So I'm going to start off with asking you this. What's your favorite of the three trilogies? I would say the, the first trilogy is definitely my favorite. I mean, even that atrocious, uh, you know, last one of the Ewoks, even that, that aside, the original trilogy is still the best. Um, are you, I mean, if you would say, uh, because of the writing, special effects, what, what made the original, I mean, I know, you know, for me what it is, but I, you know, I want to hear your thoughts, because for me, it's, uh, the mythology and the, you know, the storyline, the way everything just kind of clicked, and the acting, and, you know, all that. Yeah, I would say it's, there was a combination of factors, the writing, especially The Empire Strikes Back, which I still hold this day as the best of all the all the Star Wars incarnations. I mean, it's that's the best. That's the best one. And the writing, the acting, and just the the sense of wonder that was completely intact in those three motion pictures. I mean, like yeah. I said, Ewoks notwithstanding. I mean, even the even the Return of the Jedi with the scenes with um, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader and the Emperor. If if the film concentrated on, on that aspect. It would have been a classic. I mean, but then the Ewoks blew it, and you know that destroyed the film for me. So when when I seen that first shot of the little feet walking, I sunk in my theater chair and I just about died. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel you on that. Uh, by the way, we uh, we gotta say good night to uh, Scorpio. Um, he uh, is taking off for the evening. He has, uh, I guess, uh, no work in the morning. But uh, he... Oh, actually, no, I do. Um, I do have work in the morning. Um, I'm on work from home now, but actually I work for um, – I'm a benefits administrator for a healthcare company. We're actually sending out a bunch of free food to some places like people who live in Washington who are some of the first and hardest hit by the virus. Oh. Oh, wow. So you've got some pretty important yeah. work to do tomorrow, yeah. So, you, oh, so in other words, go, go, go to bed, son. You, you know, you, you right. got some actual like important stuff to do tomorrow, so – Go see some lives. No, no, that's the plan. That's the plan. But thanks a shit ton for having me. This has been a blast. Just like old tag team, though. I got to tag out. Compassionate Wolf, I'm going to tag you in. Thank you. Guys, you. have a good night. 
There you go. You Talk to you soon. Let's talk to you in the chat. Yeah, man. Yo, yo. Take care. Well, he's going to be going to bed now, so we'll talk to him, you know, another day. <laughs> well, tomorrow. I mean, what will be the purpose of me like, okay, I'm going to go chat now, and I could just stay on the air. <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose a little bit. Uh, no, but uh, we're going on for another, like, 30 minutes. So it's cool to have you on, man, uh, uh, you know, Oscar, because, you know, your uh, knowledge and geek culture is amazing. I mean, I see in some Thank of the you. photos, you go way back, uh, like, Babies and Pacifiers and the Old Dirty Bastard, rest in peace. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I, I, I know that you're a huge uh, Wars and Trek fan and, and uh, DC and Marvel fan. And, you know, we were talking about Captain Marvel before you got on. And we were, you know, we were talking about how we didn't really enjoy Captain Marvel as much as we should have. Uh, but it made a lot of money. So obviously they're going to continue with, you know, this, you know, incarnation for now. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I, and this is something I was about to say before, you know, we, we brought you on. Um, there's so much toxic, you know, level of hatred for Brie Larson at this point that yes. it, there, I don't think there's any way that the sequel's going to make as much as the first one. The first one, I think it was going to make a lot of money because it's coming off end games, like, uh, the Cali guy, uh, said earlier, you know, it, it was coming off end games, so it was automatically going to make money. Uh, but, you know, there's been a lot of backlash after the movie came out. Uh, I mean, what are your feelings on the Captain Marvel and, uh, you know, them going forward with her as Captain Marvel for the next one? I think first and foremost, uh, we should all as fans learn to separate the act, actor, actress from the character itself and the finished motion picture. And, and yes, uh, she Agreed. does get on her high horse and she has yes. some interesting, interesting opinions about things and, you know she's politically correct, and <laughs> and she's worried. She's worried a little too much. A little too much. Yeah, people's this and that and everything else. But if you separate that and look at the finished motion picture and looking look at what she brought to the character, then you could enjoy you could enjoy the film for what it is without letting their personal opinions motion picture for you. That's the way I that's the way I look at it. Did, did what you do? I mean, did you enjoy the the movie in, in general? Because I it, it felt a little flat to me. Like it had you know great visuals and looked nice. Uh, you know, Sam Jackson is always fine, uh, but it felt just kind of like almost, I, you know. I did. It, I did enjoy the movie somewhat hesitantly because I think it's it's a movie that's mired in um, you know PC. PC culture and yeah. you know that yeah. that influenced the movie way too much and that's not what a motion picture you cannot as a filmmaker you cannot let the current trends affect your your filmmaking your sense of filmmaking because you're dating the motion picture immediately and that movie's going to date yep. horribly because it's going gonna, it's gonna to get caught up in this um in this Me Too era you know stuff that's currently in vogue and not to say there's no validation to the to the Me Too era but you know, a lot of it, in my opinion, a lot of it is there. People are being accused without any kind of um, jury. Basically, you're assuming people are guilty instead of assuming that people are innocent. You're you're assuming they're guilty until proven innocent, and that innocent, and that's contrary yeah. to the they law. They flipped it. Yeah, they flipped. They flipped the way it's always been. And basically, they, 
Yeah, and that's you know the, one of the things I loved about you know this country. Well, you're always innocent to proving guilty. Exactly. Yeah, that, that was a, one a, thing. There's a feeling that you know all men are guilty and all men are dogs and all men are you know rabid rapists and all this. And that's that's generalizing the point. You know that's absurd. It's like that's like flipping it around, saying all women are this, all women are that, or you know all, you know people of some ethnic strain are this way or that way, or people from this country are acting this way. It's absurd. It's all generalizing, and you're defeating the whole purpose. If you're supposedly you know if you supposedly have an open mind that you claim you do, then you would not never jump to the conclusion that someone is guilty and to prove an innocent. And that's 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 contrary and unfortunately Brie Larson has that has that um problem, has that sense of yeah. has that mm-hmm. opinion and that's that should be contrary to her so called beliefs, you know. But if she's if she's that you know, if she's so liberal, what a liberal is is a person that's open minded. You know, mm. that's what a liberal supposedly is. Not a liberal is not a person that has a closed mentality, and that, that you know, that's that's the that's the perversion of the term liberal. That's what's happened these days. The, I think the issue is with liberals in general because I'm semi-liberal, I'm semi-conservative, I'm like a mixture. I you know I harbor to a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, and I understand. You know, I, I voted Democrat my whole life until the you know previous election, so I'm yes. kind of like somewhere you know still in 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 awe of the fact that I voted Republican because I've never done that before. Yes. Uh, but with that said, you know the reason I did that is because I kind of lost the, you know this faith with the Democratic base because it's not the the fact that you know being a liberal is you know, evil or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, again, being a liberal just means you're open to ideas. You're open to, exactly. like, you know, solve a, problems and work. That's a true sense of the word, yes. Yeah, to work, you know, bipartisan for not only this country, but other countries and help you know, everybody out. If anything, Trump is the most liberal motherfucker out right now because, look, <laughs> look what he just did for Spain and for Italy and all these other countries with the ventilators. I've, and he and he said it openly. He's like, they need it. They're going to get it. They're you know, friends of ours, why would I not help our, our neighbor countries who are in deep need? And uh, he was criticized for that. Uh, it's not the, the whole liberal part. Uh, it's the fact that there's a lot of uh, communist, socialist movement that are destroying the party. That's what yeah. drove me really to vote against. Uh, that, you know, Hillary is a, it's a socialist. Bernie's a communist. You know, we know that. Um, and, and, you know, injecting that into the movies is bad. I didn't really see that as much as some fans in Captain Marvel, the movie. Uh-huh. But the problem was, it wasn't so much the movie. They had the, for me anyway, they, they had the whole, um, you know, over-the-top Me Too or over-the-top SJW stuff. It was Brie herself outside of the movie, the way she dealt with fans. Kind of yeah. like the way also Ryan Johnson did after we did uh, The Last Jedi. The way he dealt with fans. The way Paul Feig dealt with fans after he did Ghostbusters 2016, that is what kind of like really failed, because yeah, they took it to a different level. They shouldn't have gone there because of their personality. On, on, it's interesting on the whole Ghostbusters thing also because uh, that filmmaker, that director, is was guilty of producing what was a, admittedly a bad film, and to blame fans, oh well, you're you know anti anti-female and everything else is is short-sighted and not only that he's his his problem indeed was he made a bad movie so he's gonna slough it off and oh let me blame these fans for 
my problem. And, you know, you should take responsibility for it. It's a bad movie, period. It's got nothing to do with anybody being anti-feminist or, you know, being against the women and the leads. If it was a great movie, we would all love the movie. That movie was a trash. And, 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 and yeah. can I add to that? I can add go to ahead, that, too, because yeah. remember Charlie's Angels. What's her name? Blamed men for not looking at the new Charlie's Angels reboot. So, you know, you're going to blame men for, and you're going to call them chauvinistic. That's, that's like me, that's like Black Panther flopping. And I'm going to say, well, Black Panther flopped because of racist. That that doesn't make sense. So you can't, and maybe part of it may be true, maybe a little bit, maybe, but those are unproven numbers. So you can't really say because Wonder Woman made money. Wonder Woman made lots of money. So yes. um, that was a female movie. So the evidence doesn't really add up if Wonder Woman is making money. And there's been other female-themed uh, shows and movies that I've saw that was very successful, like Xena back in the 90s and different things like that. So, you know, I, I have to agree with Oscar on that part. So, you know, you can't really blame. But Hollywood has really gone so um, safe. They're so safe now when it comes to the actors. And, actors, and I can separate their beliefs, too, by the way. I can separate the belief from the actual art. So I could separate, yes. like Brie Lawson, I tried to give her a chance because when she made those comments, the comments were dumb, but I said, okay, I could give this a chance, but I actually just don't like this, the uh, Captain Marvel movie. I think it's one of Marvel, it was to use worse, one of their worst movies in my personal <laughs> opinion, but it's not, but it's not nothing to do with her beliefs though. It has nothing to do with what she's said or anything like that. It's just, it should have been a phase one movie to me in my opinion, but that's another story, but you know when you oversaturate a movie with SJW stuff, and then you start attacking people and fans and all that stuff, that think is that's where you go wrong. I think it's pretty stupid to do that, but that's just me. But maybe they know something I don't know. Yeah, I, I completely, See, uh, yeah, I completely yeah, agree. I agree. Movies should be yeah. movies shouldn't be catered to such a niche audience like that because then then what happens is you blame if a movie is a flop, then you blame the fans of the movie goes, and then you should blame yourself. If you're going to cater to a certain small group or a group you perceive to be larger than it actually is, and the movie flops, well, then you have no one to blame but yourself. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. absurd. Oh, well, this is my movie bomb because these guys are, you know, anti, anti-female, they're racist or whatever. You know, Black mm-hmm. Panther proves the contrary. It's a good movie. People love the movie. It's a good movie, period. That's it. You know, that's a, it was that's a good a, movie, but you gotta admit though, they 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 were watching Rocky Three when they were writing that script. <laughs> I mean, perhaps. Come on! And then the director wanted did Creed, and he took the guy uh, who played the bad guy to play Creed's son. You know, come on, come on. <laughs> well, he was a director. He was a director of you know Creed. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But he did Creed after he did Black Panthers. Like, really? You, you're going to tell me now that you weren't watching Rocky Three when you wrote the Black Panther movie? And yeah, your next movie is the follow-up to, to, I love, to Rocky? I love Creed. Like, Creed was a great movie. I love that movie. Oh, yeah, I love Creed both too. of them. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, like I love Creed both. Too. And you know what? I was just going to say earlier when Scrub was here, I, I just watched Creed 2 recently because I didn't see that the movie, but I recently watched it. And that actually, I enjoyed Creed 2. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was a great sequel to uh, five. I thought it was kind of a good sequel because when I was a kid, I was disappointed when Apollo Creed was killed back in the 80s. I, I seen Creed, little, I seen uh, uh, Rocky Five when that was new. I remember seeing that as a kid in the mid 80s. 
And so I thought this was an excellent sequel of seeing Tony Duke's son managing Creed. I thought it was a well-made movie, actually. I thought that Creed yeah. 2 was actually well-made, to be honest with you, because I'm a big Rocky fan anyway. So um, I thought it was a well-made movie, you know, and um, I liked how they would turn some characters back, like Bridget Nielsen uh, coming back. I like how they was in Russia, too. I like, it, it was like a remake of of the uh, of uh, Rocky Five, but they did it in a modern day. That's how you kind of could do a remake too to people out there that say I hate remakes, but that they they kind of hid a remake to uh, Rocky Five, but kind of did it in four? a way. Rocky Four. I'm sorry. Rocky yeah, five, yeah. Four. I'm saying five. I got five yeah. on my mind. So my bad. My I was bad. like, I, I was like, I, I don't remember Tommy the Duke Morrison and this one, like you know, Tommy Guns. You know, I don't remember. No, that. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I meant four. I'm, I'm confusing. No, no, no. I'm confused. But no, four. Uh, and Rocky Four. It's like this movie was a remake. Creed Two was a yeah. remake to Rocky Four to me, and that's how you do a remake. But they kind of did it in their own twist. Where you see him with the rapper coming out, replacing James Brown and having that fight and getting the shit beat out of him without getting killed. Yeah. The only thing is he did get killed and he retrained and all that. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, again, and I like the, the, the ending, uh, with the movie. So I'm hoping that Simone could shoot out that other movie that he's gonna make, the other Rocky movie where he's gonna be training, uh, the legal immigrant to, uh, be a boxer. So I'm looking for that movie too that he's gonna do that. He claimed he's gonna do it, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Who was uh, Stallone? Yeah, Stallone wants to make another movie. He had an ideal, he said, for like yeah, I movie. heard that. But they're doing Creed three. I mean, that that was greenlit from uh, as far as I know. They, they were going ahead on that. They, I don't think they had found a director yet, uh, but I know they were definitely uh, going uh, forward with the uh, third one. That'll be cool so. too if they do Creed. If they do, if they return Adonis, if there's a story to tell with Adonis, but you know, I, yeah. I mean, I thought too they should have just stopped there. But if they do a three, I mean, I'm for it if they do it. But you know, I thought Adonis' story really was told in two. But well, that's another discussion for another show. But yeah, um, yeah, I would love to. I would love to see a part three. I think I think there's a lot to be. There's a lot of story left to tell. I would love to find out more about him and where he's going to go. I mean, I think it's only logical. I, I, and if they would continue with uh, like a Latino character or something like that, uh, a cool, uh, you know, this is just my my thinking outside the box here. A cool idea would be if they do uh, Creed three and leave that as a trilogy, and then move on and do one with a, another character and do a trilogy there. You had six Rocky movies, and you had two separate trilogies, you know, with different casts. They continue the legacy in a different way. I think that could work, you know, and you could say, well, we in total we had, you know, 12 flicks, you know, six and six, so. I, I agree. I, I, you know, they said they're going to probably make a stream uh, prequel, too, like they're doing Chinatown. They, they claim they're going to make a prequel to Rocky also, so I wouldn't mind seeing that where you said young Rocky and a young Adrian, too, so they claimed that they was going to do that, too. I don't know because Simone is very. I don't know. That's if weird Rocky. because that's kind of like the first movie because I mean they're young and you see when he meets her and he, you know, he has her fall for him. You know when she's Probably. working with with Polly. So I mean that that'll be like just retelling the first one, kind of. You know. Yeah, the, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be interested in a prequel. I I get no. bored prequels. I, I want movies to go forward. I mean, that's that's why yeah. that's why Florence is not to change the subject. That's why I love 
the series Picard so much because I actually went forward in the Star Trek. Yes. Island. Like, all right. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Let's get, let's get going forward. You know, we, I've seen enough of the prequels and I already know the past stories and I don't need to know, you know, how Kirk's met Spock and everything else and that's fine. <laughs> so. <laughs> Star Trek, when Kirk met Spock. Yeah. But I, he's right though. No, he, he's right though. They should forward stories though. Because, I mean, Oscar's right. They, they should forward more stories. Going prequel routes, I, I, I get bored of that. Uh, when you kind of go, I mean, it depends. When you make a show, if you make a show, if it's not in the, if you could do, add new stuff to it, but making like a remake or a prequel, and like you said, who cares if Spot met Kurt? Uh, I'd rather have seen something in the future where you see kind of a new story in a new situation. Yep. So, prequels at times, sometimes they work if the story is vague in the past, and then, uh, sometimes it doesn't work because I'm kind of tired of prequels myself a little bit. So I, I, I agree with that first part. I would want to see a Rocky with a Latino guy. Uh, and then if they came out with Creed 3, I would support it, of course. I, I like Creed 2. But, you yeah. know, like you said, you had two spinoffs, plus you got the six uh, movies. So that rounds it out, and that's enough Rocky stuff that could go around for a long time. So, you know, that's, yeah. it's, it's all yeah. good. So you could... I, I, I would go. I, I would love that idea. That's an idea that I, I would really enjoy seeing myself. So I hope they she does it. You know, it depends on Stallone. So uh, if he wants to do it or not. You also got to remember, not every movie needs a prequel. Um, you know, sometimes uh, you can overdo it by by doing prequels, and that's kind of what I, what's going on with Star Trek, for example. Yeah, they they're overdoing it because. And the sad thing about Star Trek is the reason it doesn't work is because you're never going to capture the feel of the original the original Star Trek series. The look, the feel, the essence, uh-huh. you know, Captain Kirk, Spock. Those characters, that show is completely of its era. And the problem is, anything you do not like Discovery, Enterprise, even when they try to dumb down the technology to make it kind of look old, it still looks vastly superior to, you know, the movies that are supposed to be in the future. Or the show that was supposed to be in the future. So, since you can never really go back and match that essence, because it just wouldn't work now anyway, and you don't have the actors that really could bring you there... And you keep trying, and you know you just keep failing because there's no way you're ever going to do it. But they keep trying and trying and trying. That's why the next generation worked. That's why Deep Space Nine worked so beautifully. Yep. Because they were looking into the future. That's why even, you know, some fans bitched at it, but Voyager is one of my favorite shows ever. And that is in the future, you know, future also. I love Captain Janeway. She's a great character. A female captain. Right? Yep. If you watch the originals, you know, Star Trek, you would never have thought, well, one day a woman will be captain. Why not? You know, everybody who's, who's all shocked about, you know, women uh, finally getting their chance, you, you forget about Captain Janeway. She was the captain of a starship that got lost in space, and she managed to keep everybody in check. How many thousands of people and crew members and cadets and doctors and red shirts that got killed, you know, easily, uh, were not on Voyager. 
you know, and she was kept, she always kept that together. You know, her character Janeway was as good as Picard, as good as Kirk. I loved Janeway. I wasn't too fond of Chicote, though. Know, and mostly because wow. his, his name translates to Spanish and, uh, it translates to, uh, smelly feet. And <laughs> I hate the fact that the character wait, who's wait, like wait, the wait, second wait. in command is smelly feet. What dialect you know? of Spanish does it translate to smelly feet? I'm not familiar with that one. You never heard the term, oiga, beta chigori? No, I never heard that one. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> Which Spanish are we talking about here? Because there's, there's Spanish from Spain, there's Spanish from Mexico, there's Caribbean Spanish. I've never heard No, no, that. that's, that's Cuban Spanish. That's, oh, okay. Well, that's why. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm familiar with Dominican Spanish. So. Well, next time you you're I know you Dominican that you blend well. Uh, next time, uh, <laughs> you, all Dominicans you know the you are like a blended any your culture. You can be Puerto Ricans, Cubans, you can be Dominicans. Uh-huh. You you pass for Haitians. I mean, as long as you learn the dialect, you're good. Uh, it's amazing. It's the best culture. I love. The, I also love the fact that you know the Dominican Republic is actually actually like an awesome place to go to, and then it's right next to Haiti, which is like the shittiest yes. part of the world. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the yin yang effect. Like we have this beautiful land, and it's literally right next to the shittiest part of the world. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. Hey, I'm I'm half Haitian, so it's it's all right. So. <laughs> But they're really cool. The, 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 but it's not the people. It's like the oh, I know that. place. I know. Yeah, like, I, I agree. So much shit happens. There. It's crazy. It's I never. Amazing. I have. I have my relatives are there, but I have no desire to visit them. So yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't want to be there either. <laughs> hey, but, hey, hey, but, but let me let me let me say this real quick about Star Trek real fast. So I was going to comment what you said. Yeah, you're, you're right. That I, I I don't care for really them doing prequels. Gene Roddenberry didn't either. If you read yeah. Gene Roddenberry's books, he didn't care for doing too many prequels to like Star Trek like that. You know, he didn't care yeah. for that. Yeah. Like I, like Phase Two because I know in the seventies they were going to do Phase Two of Star yeah. Trek. There was going to be a second series. If they could have put that like in animation, like how Star Wars is doing Rebels. That would have been cool if they'd have made, like, Phase 2. I know that was kind of their basis for motion picture, uh, Star Trek motion picture, but they could have animated some of that. Because I've yeah. I, I read a lot of Star Trek books and comic books for years, you know, and been a big Trek fan for a lot of years. So there was a lot of stuff you could have did with Kirk, but if you keep going back to that first five-year mission, um, and I don't care about waste. Pike, at the, yeah, the first yeah. voyage, I didn't like Pike. I thought that was the best thing to come out of Discovery was the whole Captain Pike. I, no, I agree. Yeah, no, Pike. Pike is actually yeah. like yeah, that, that's actually like, that worked for some reason yeah. on that show. He was, yeah. he was perfect as Captain Pike. That actor, yep. incredible. Exactly. And you know what's yep. crazy about that? Me and and Henrik, my boy that you guys see on uh, my friend Henrik, and, uh, I've yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend, we've been watching yeah, yeah. a, a Pike. We talked that's, about Pike. That's my boy. Years. That's my dude. Yeah, that's my dude. But no, we've been talking about a Pike spinoff for years, way yes. before like, yep. in the 1990s. We was always wanting a Pike. Because I read some Pike comic books back in the 90s from Marvel, and I remember uh, always rewatching that famous pilot. Cause I always watched that pilot all the time. Hey. So I always wanted Pike. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and I always wanted to see, like, a Pike prequel. So, I, I, you know, I didn't see the uh, new one yet. I haven't watched those episodes because I don't have... CBS access because I haven't gotten it, you know. But 
I do want to see that. I'm interested in checking it out. I don't Anson, care. Anson Mount is incredible as Christopher Pike. I mean, he's, he knocks it out of the ballpark. He's, he's the Christopher Pike. He's, he's an amazing captain. I mean, I love that. That part of Discovery was fantastic. I even actually liked yep. um, Captain uh, Gabriel Lorca, the Jason Isaacs, Jason Isaacs character for a season. I thought he was great, too. I love that captain. Yeah. Yeah, Even Lorca though, of was course, really if you watch, he turned out to be not who he was. <laughs> he, well, yeah. I'm look at it. No, Lorca was a good character. I mean, the, the show is not complete, you know, garbage, but it you're never gonna you're still never gonna capture that essence. I, and they need to stop, you know, bringing in Spock or people related <laughs> to Spock or Spock's great grand sister or. <laughs> His ex-roommate from like, you know, like, you know, Vulcan University, like, the, the, the woman who used to like beat him off when he was 12, I don't need to oh. see all this shit, like, stop! <laughs> like, well, how many times are we, are we gonna, like, Spock was a cool character, but even in the new, uh, like, J.J. Abrams, uh, you know, movies, he, like, even that actor didn't capture him right. Like, you're never gonna recapture Leonard Nimoy. Just leave it alone. No. Stop. You know, and stop trying to bring in other actors, cause it's just, it's confusing as fuck. I mean, who is the, the, the Spark? You know, like, stop I it. I don't have, I don't have an issue with it. It's just like the whole James Bond thing. There's different actors over the years that have played James Bond. I, and they've, they, all those actors have brought something unique to each James Bond. I mean, that's that's the way I look at it. So I have no problem if they want to bring Spock in again. Here's, yeah, but the thing is, James Bond falls more into like what they tried to do with Batman in the in the eighties and nineties, where it was a loose sequel, but it's it, it's like the events of those characters happen to this guy, kind of, sort of, in a similar way. But it's, it's, it's still a reboot. Cause even like when you look at Casino Royale with, uh, Daniel Craig, that was a complete reboot. Right? Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, that, that had nothing to do with any of the prequel or, you know, you know, Bond movies before that. Uh, even if you look at like a License to Kill or any of, you know, you know, anything with Roger Moore in it, uh, when he first got, you know, Bond, they immediately, even though, you know, you, you knew that this is a new Bond, they gave you the essence of, okay, this is not, you know, the old Bond in any way. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, and he it Bond is old. It was the same continuity, too. Those right, it, it, had, it, had, it had the same backstory, but it allowed the actor to do, like, a more of a soft reboot because he brought his own essence. Uh, whereas in something like with Spock, since you really can't do that because uh, it, 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 Leonard Nimoy is too iconic. Uh, you know, to just replace him with a bunch of different actors at one time. <laughs> and that's what could, like, upsets me. It's like, yeah, like, how many people play in Spark at this point? And it's okay. If you want to have one or two actors on TV and theaters, okay. But does the main character, Michael, and Discovery have to be related somehow? Does every character and all the, you know, and, and Picard have to be related to Data? I mean, can we just have, you know, characters that are not really related to something else? Uh, you know, in previous lore, just have a new story? You yeah, know, that's, th- true. that's that, was, that was my problem with the Spider-Man movies. They all were connected to that, um, to a particular place. Like, every villain doesn't have to come out of, um, Right. Of, of this particular place, which what was the place again? Um, they they all seem to be originated from from this Oscorp. Uh, yeah, Oscorp. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Oscorp, exactly. It's, it got ridiculous. Like, every villain doesn't come from Oscorp. I mean, the well, now they're coming from Stark. Well, now in the in the new movies, but see what's worse, Oscar is in the MCU, all the Spider-Man villains is originated from Stark now. Because remember, in Homecoming, it was the Vulture was mad at Tony. So he was still in technology. He was, a, a, he was yes. mad at him. And then in the second movie, I hope people, well, spoiler alert, but Mysterio was an ex-Stark employee. So exactly. these two movies, they all connected to Tony Stark. So in the comic books with Spider-Man, those villains, they just came from themselves. Those villains, they, they exactly. didn't come from that's, nothing. You know, they didn't come from they, Oscorp. That's the way they should be. It's more surprising. It's more original. They don't have to be, they don't have to be connected. We don't have, we're not that stupid. Oh, let's connect every villain to this, this particular corporation or this scientist or, you know, Iron Man, Tony Stark, or whomever. You know, we don't need that. You know who really, you know who really started all that, right? I mean, you know who, I could say, yeah, that's kind of a, maybe not the original, original, but to me, the one that really like overdid it and the reason it got popular, Smallville. Yes. Yes. Oh yes, yeah, with the meteor, meteor, meteor. Every villain on that show was because of the fucking meteorites. <laughs> but Flash is like that too. And wait a minute, don't forget the Flash TV show is like that too. When they, they had do, that, they're all doing the same TV. thing. Yeah, they're all doing yeah, the same small little thing. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, they don't need to be connected. There's no need to create a connection. You could, you could give your you could give your writers more creativity and originality by there's no need to connect them to this corporation or just the meteorites or to the st- strange plants that's on aid or whatever you know <laughs> i mean seriously it's at some point is there any creative minds left writing this crap or am i like you know the only one that could come up with an idea here right and you know what's crazy they're adapting it from comic books they're adapting it, so if we're adapting it from comic books, you don't need to connect. You can look at the origins for themselves and see exactly. that yeah. none of them connect with each other because Dr. Octopus don't connect to uh, uh, Tony Stark. Dr. Octopus yeah. is working for a lab, and then he got the explosion. The Jackal doesn't connect to Tony Stark. Mysterio, he was a stuntman, a special effects expert, who, you know, decided to turn crime. He didn't connect to Tony Stark, so... You know, I agree. You don't have to connect everything to. That's just bad, lazy writing. And exactly. you know, I got to just make an explanation. They did it kind of with Batman. I know it's blasphemous. They sort of did the same thing in Batman '89. They, but it was clever. But they connected the Joker with Batman. You know, they connected them with a, in sort of an origin. Didn't mind it, but you know, I think they tried to do that with every little thing. And they did it with Gotham too. They sort of did the same thing with Gotham, where all the villains were connected by one. Uh, by each other, you know, the pin was connected with Riddler and the, mm-hmm. the whatever that kid was, Jerome Joker was connected. So they, I don't know what the obsession with connecting these characters is, but I, I like original characters. I think the obsession is they're they're belittling. They don't, they're not assuming the audience is intelligent enough to, you know, figure out the, you know, find a connection. Hey, where's this character come from? There's no need for a connection. So the the industry feels that they need to be connected because it's familiarity. And familiarity That's why, is much, much better because it sells more yeah. tickets if people are already familiar with it. Oh, well, this is, let's, and, I've already seen this or I'm familiar with this. Let me go see it. You know, let me go check it out or because it's connected somehow. And that's fine. I, I'm a big believer in continuity. I love connected universes and everything, but they don't have to make everybody doesn't have to come from the same apartment. You know, it's ridiculous. You know? Well, this <laughs> is, 
No, I agree. This is what was brilliant though about what Christopher Nolan did with the Dark, Dark Knight trilogy. And I know, I know, this is uh, Cali Guy's favorite topic, Christopher Nolan <laughs> and the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, but just hear me out before you you, you breathe down my neck and you say, "No, no, 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 Because I know that's your favorite director ever. Uh, but uh, no, this is one thing that I found brilliant about what he did. Uh, he literally did not do what Tim Burton did. Uh, remember, Tim Burton had, of course, a Joker kill Tom and Martha Wayne, right? Yes. No, he went to the comics and you know who killed the Waynes? Joe Chill. Exactly. Like the, the actual comics. killer. Yeah. yeah. So he did the comic book version and people are like, oh, it's not like the comics. You idiot. It's exactly like the comics. Guy in New York. <laughs> Uh, it's exactly like, it, like, it's just because he brought it to like a realistic world doesn't mean it's not like the comic. He took a lot of elements right from the comic books and didn't just make shit up on the fly for all three movies. Uh, and that to me is something that I think you know, a lot of the people that like, like to criticize those movies kind of overlook or forget. I mean, to, to actually, to, when I saw that movie, I was like, they finally told the origin properly. Holy shit. And then you don't have the Joker in the next one be connected in any way, shape, or form to the murders of the Waynes. Not only that, they gave you really the perfect Joker because you never know what his backstory is. He just shows up and starts killing people. And then to, to top it off, he mimics, uh, Bruce Wayne in the roof, you know, the, uh, scene where he's with the, uh, with the crowd and he takes the drink and he tosses it, you know, like Bruce Wayne did. And he tells a couple of different stories about how he got his scars. So you know he's bullshitting, right? You know he's a brilliant mastermind. He's not some idiot, but you know he's bullshitting about his past and you, you never know who he really is. That's the Joker. That's the exact character we've always known. The guy who is spontaneous, he's a killer, he's crazy, he's a psychopath, but nobody knows who he really is. I mean, even in um, the, uh, the the non-legendary uh, comic books of the Joker, like The Last Laugh, The Last Halloween, a lot of these big comics, you never know like who he really is. You know, it's always that taboo of he he's chaos incarnated, and that's what they gave us in The Dark Knight. You know, that's, that was the Joker. He didn't look like, you know, the Joker from the, the killing joke with the long face. But even that movie, or that, not the movie, but the book, even in the book, there's a, a moment in there where, you know, you could tell that his entire story might just be in his mind. The name, everything might be all made up. Like, there's elements in there that, that even though they tell you who he is and they give you kind of an origin, they still find a way to, at the end, say, well, it might have all been just in his mind, because he's crazy. And yeah, that's, that's the Joker. I think that was the genius of the latest incarnation, a Joker movie, is what we've yeah. seen on the screen, we didn't know if that's entirely true or not. And The and movie also had a new one, yeah. It was all in his head, and that's fascinating. So we're yeah. not, we're none the wiser. We don't know who this character is, and that's exactly how the Joker should be. We don't know who yeah. the Joker is. And even in the movie that supposedly explores who he is, Turns out he even he doesn't know who he is. He questions who he is. Yeah, 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 completely. Yeah. So was it was it real? Was he in an insane asylum all along? Was it you know was he actually captured and put in the insane asylum at the end? Or what's the story with this character? And that unpredictability is what makes that 
the newest Joker actually that great. Besides, you know, besides it being in the, that 70s exploitation era that, you know, if you're a Grindhouse theater fan, like, uh, you know, like I went to all those theaters, it was perfect for me. Like, oh, this is a recreation of the era. And it was, it was yeah. done perfectly. I mean, I could imagine watching that movie... I could imagine watching that movie in the TND in Oakland, California, back in the seventies, of people fighting and people throwing things <laughs> all over the place, and that would have been that would have made it that much of a more perfect experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean that movie deserved, uh, uh, pun intended, it deserved a few more Oscars. Yeah, because it was it was it was a really good movie. I mean, uh, I know that you know again, Cali guy, you know. You could hate, hate all you want, but it, it was, I found it to be a really, really uh, fun movie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, hold on, I think uh, we might have lost Caligar. Let me see, uh, yeah, I think he's messaging me. Uh, his phone uh, dropped off earlier, so. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, I think his phone died again. Um uh, yeah, his phone is dying. Um, either way, uh, we're supposed to be off at one, but, uh, I guess we went over by four minutes. It's all good though, because we oh, had yeah. Yeah. the infamous Compassionate Wolf. Well, Oscar thank Benjamin you. And hey, should, I, should, should you make the announcement or should I make the announcement? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm gonna go mute right now and I'm gonna let you say, cause this is epic. Everybody just pay attention. You know, we have, a, we had a great conversation. Now I'm muting myself. Go for it. Now is the time. I will be back with the Hour of the Compassionate Wolf, possibly this Saturday. That's my that's that's my goal is to have it happen this Saturday. It's going to be um, I'm changing the date and the days and everything else for a number of reasons, but I'm starting it on Saturday mornings. It's going to be like an homage to Saturday morning cartoons that a certain generation grew up with and ran to listen and watch. So hopefully everybody runs and listens to my show starting once again the Hour of the Compassionate Wolf. More details within days here. <laughs> and do, is it going to be about the Amish? That's awesome. That's exactly. <laughs> it's going to start off definitely as an homage to the whole Saturday morning um, cartoon experience, and from there it'll it'll take off to different different areas as usual. And you know, I'll tackle my thoughts on the state of the industry these days, of course. And um, besides the music, it should be. Should be actually probably a little bit more on the more intellectual side this time around, if I do say so myself. <laughs> well, the last time you played some epic music, some stuff that I hadn't heard in, in many, many years. So I look yeah, forward to now. Yeah, always, always, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you always got to keep the uh, music element. That's part of what makes it the compassionate wolf. Yeah, now, the music element is very, very strong with the show. It always will be. I mean, I'm, I will always be a big film score fan and. You know, the whole point is that the show, I think, is unique in terms because it's an insider talking about the sh- you know, insider talk about the in- industry and also because of my great love for the music. And I want to expose pe- more people to this kind of music and show them that's truly worthy of listening to outside of the film itself. And these movies can't exist without these scores. Yep, I, I agree 100%. Now, are you going to finally give fans what they want? Because the last time you were on the air for a, you were on for a, a wow, I mean, the, your show was awesome. And, uh, you know, I would constantly get bombarded, I'm not even kidding, uh, by people saying, why doesn't he take calls? Why can't we talk <laughs> to him? 
we want to speak to Oscar. And then sometimes, like, I'll be doing, like, the jackal's head, or I'll be doing the round table, and people call in, and they'll be like, is Oscar there? I want to talk to him. And I'm like, we're t- I have Stanton Friedman on the phone. I'm interviewing a, a nuclear physicist. <laughs> we're not trying to listen to La Bamba right now. Hold on. I understand. It was a great movie. You know, I, I love the actor, Lou Diamond Phillips. He's great. Uh, but we're talking about UFOs and Roswell. Exactly. Not the same thing. Uh, so are you going to give the fans that? Because they really want to speak to you. I'm going to try to set up and try to figure out the whole the whole notion of doing calls. But the thing with calls, I, lo- I love talking to people. The thing with calls is it, it will eventually take a lot of time away from the music itself. And I don't want it to become too much of a talk show. Because, because receiving, if you take too many calls, what it becomes a talk show. Well, you know, you get always confused and have like topics to deal with music and, and ask people to call in briefly and and uh, like you know say uh, what they want to say about a certain song, but know that there's a time limit or give people the chance to call in and, and you know true. debate which song they like the best or give you hints about playing future music. You know, there's it's a lot of angles you could go with that, and oh, that'd yeah. be really neat. I mean, that, that's that'd be a cool idea to, to work with. Unlimited angles, actually. I mean, it could actually be a a special show where it's just where I'm just talking and there's no music. Period. I'm just talking yeah. about movies and films and movies and film scores and favorite composers, and it'll just be that. And I'll, maybe I'll play a snippet of that composer's music and what have you. But it, you know, it's it's unlimited. It's only limited by imagination, and that I I don't I don't lack imagination. I'm happy to say. <laughs> no, definitely not, definitely not. With you, it's not like, you know, the half uh, cup is empty, I'm sorry. No, you're like, you know, the, the cup is half full, man, and we're going to make it all the way to the top. Oh, yeah. So, it's, you know, it's gonna be a, I look forward it's gonna to it. It's going to be a fascinating new era. It's going to be a new and improved show, and I'm even thinking about changing the actual the introduction music and a bunch of other things. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. So it's going to be retooled, redone. Redo. It's not a prequel. It's not a sequel. But it's just a. <laughs> it's a new incarnation of the same show. <laughs> so th- this is like your Rogue One, where you're kind of fixing the prequels, but not really. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely look forward to it, man, and uh, I'm happy to have you back, brother. You know, you're always I'm welcome happy. here on the network. So I'm, I'm happy to be back. It's going to be hopefully um, since everybody's. Locked up in their homes like a bunch of prisoners here. Maybe yeah. I'll, get more, I'll get more listeners, and I'll talk about what I'm doing during this time too. It's it's fascinating. I mean, there's, I've I put hints on it on my Facebook and everything else, but you know, people be intrigued by how I'm actually out there exploring. You know, while a lot of people are locked up, I'm actually out there. So, well, <laughs> anybody who downloads uh, this podcast is going to hear about it, and uh, I'm going to. Uh, Post this, of course, on Facebook, uh, YouTube. This will be all over the place in the next yes, uh, day or two. Uh, and then anybody who's listening right now, of course, uh, knows that they can go to my website, angelespino.com, and uh, download for free the, the podcast. And, you know, just listen and stream it. Since streaming it's so good now, you can just stream it. You don't have to download the podcast. Uh, but you can do either or. It's free, so you just go there and get it. Uh, and, you know, I always welcome feedback, but it'll definitely be heard, man. And uh, we all look forward to having you uh, back on the network. It's, uh, yeah, I look, I look forward to talking and, you know, 
playing music and the first the first um the first tele episode or if you want to call it that'll be kind of like I just tackle you know how, why why my great love for film music and I'll get into you know some of my favorites it'll be like a basically a origin issue <laughs> there you go like a comic book it'll be my origin again so for people who don't know or new listeners or what have you and hopefully it won't be boring that people have listened in the past oh he's telling this story again or whatever the case is. <laughs> I've heard this story like 15 times now, Oscar. Why do you keep telling it? It's not I've heard this story where the, that guy pointed that gun in his face. I've heard it too many times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, that's a great story, but you should hear the one that Seth uh, told about actually uh, accidentally taking a gun on an air, out to an airplane and again busted by the, uh, the feds. Oh. <laughs> that's a fun story. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that he's on some uh, lists he doesn't want to be on right now. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've had a, I have had and continue to ha- have an interesting life, and I'm, you know, I'm very blessed that I'm, you know, I have my health and, you know, yes. safe and sound. The way I've, you know, way I've been out there in the world, I would think I would, I would have died at least ten times over by by now. But I seem to have quite. Someone seems to want me here on the planet Earth, which is nice. So I'm there glad you I'm go. <laughs> well, we're, we're glad you're doing good, man. It's uh, awesome to have you back on the network, and thank you for being here tonight on uh, the roundtable. That's why we extended you it because my, it was my pleasure. I, I, I'll definitely try to be on the roundtable more often. So, I like, I've always liked this show. It's, it's fun just to hang out with all of you guys, and you know, it's like we're all fans just talking about things, and you know, we don't. Yep. The good thing is we don't, you know, start yelling at each other or anything like that. We respect each other's opinion. It's, it's fantastic, and. You know, you and I disagreed on a number of things, but you know, I I love your opinion, so that's why. Well, I, that, that's what that that makes for great radio. Yes. And uh, the only one I've ever yelled at and really just uh, told him, get off my show <laughs> is Tim Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, Tim. Yeah, I I love the guy, but uh, he calls in sometimes, and man, it's it's like. I just wanted to like, you know, remember when Homer Simpson would like get Bart by the throat and just strangle him like you little <laughs> Like this just that you know, there's a couple times uh, you know I loved him as like, again a great dude. But sometimes I, I just wanna like yeah, I'm like, come on, COVID nineteen, just ah him yeah. you know Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no but seriously, yeah, I'm I'm glad that you you're back and I'm glad you have your health and, and stay safe, stay indoors. Uh make sure that uh you know that you uh, wash uh, your hands fifty thousand times a day like they're saying. <laughs> um <laughs> upper epidermal level if I keep washing it the way I am. <laughs> well, there you go. It's better to do that than uh, you know, croak before Saturday. <laughs> exactly. But you know so. if you're not to um give out any false information, but more than likely, everybody that contracts this, you know, they all everybody bounces back. I mean, it's there's that small percentage of people that are actually dying, and I'm not saying we should go out there and oh ignore it and everything else. But again, there's there's a there's a number there's 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 other things going on, and you know, it's not as deadly as people perceive it to be. But it's, well, it's uh, not as deadly because we caught it on time, and I think uh, you're actually not too far off. I think some of the numbers, my personal theory, I think some of the numbers even out of China are a little bit inflated, 
and I've talked about that on my, uh, my Jackal sites on this show, and I think some of that has to do with a group called the Fall on Gong. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, of course I know who they are. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you know, they've been persecuted for the organs and, uh, exactly. really tortured and made to disappear. Uh, for a number of years now, and I think uh, a lot of the numbers that we're going to see coming out of uh, China, as the president say, China, <laughs> China, China. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think some of that's going to be like you know just uh, you know washing uh, away some of the people they've actually killed. They were full-on you know, gun members. Like another, just you know, there's another intriguing angle on all this. If everybody seems to have forgotten. Um, the protests on Hong Kong. Now, this almost immediately had started happening after those protests. So, there's definitely a connection here. I'm not. I haven't figured out what it is, but there's definitely there's more to, to this than meets the eye. Yeah. People, people seem they can't take this at face value. There's definitely more going on here, and I'm not. I'm not trying to start a new conspiracy, nor am I trying to advocate for any conspiracies. But you know, we've got to always have. We've always got to be skeptical. We've always try to dig underneath what the cover story. Yeah. No, no. Going on here, so. Well, there's definitely something happening. I, I I'll see that. It's not all, uh, you know, but one thing that, that does get me is, uh, you know, since we're all locked in, we don't get to see everything that's going on on the outside world right now, right now and because we're not roaming the streets like we normally would be, you know, at two in the morning, three in the morning, you know, whatever. Yeah, part some of, time. of us, anyway. <laughs> right, some, some of us. Yeah. Uh, most of us, you know, are, are taking this serious and we're indoors and, you know, this, Nighttime, like in the beach areas or, you know, major club areas, right now it's dead everywhere. Yes. Uh, at least here in Florida. I can't speak about other parts of the country, but uh, it's really, really, really dead, you know, in the Miami metro Dade area. And uh, I think a lot of uh, the country is like that, and I think that is a perfect time for them to start doing things like, oh, uh, putting up towers for 5G technology, which... By the way, I'm going to report on that in the next couple of weeks, uh, some uh-huh. stuff that I've uncovered on that, because yeah. that's kind of what they're doing. And we don't get to see it, because we're all indoors. Yeah. So while we're indoors, they're putting some of these towers up, and guess what's happening? People are like reporting that they feel like a burning sensation all of a sudden. And uh, that's going to be a, a problem, because we don't yeah, have that technology. I hope it's yeah. not true. Uh, I've I've read all those five G um, stories going around. I hope none of I hope all those tales are just tales. I mean that's it'd be a horrible thing if it's true. I mean I don't want to end up like Stephen yeah. King's cell. You know that's just that's what always worries <laughs> me that that I don't want to end up anywhere in that territory. <laughs> well, uh, shout outs uh, to V Hardcore, the Red Pill Show, and uh, Mitchell. Uh, uh, and Gruber, who really, uh, these two guys are a phenomenal guests that I had on the uh, show, uh, recently on the Jackal's head because they, uh, they're riding the money on what they're talking about with the full on gong and with the 5G and MK Ultra stuff. There's a lot of stuff, uh, that you connect some dots, but it's some scary stuff going on right now. We're living in scary times, Oscar. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes, we are. What, we, we seem yeah. to be living in times where there's more, you know, sightings of, you know, unidentified flying objects now more than ever. I've never, I've never recall, I've never read of an era where there's so many, almost on a daily basis, there's lights, you know, unidentified lights, there's triangular crafts, 
you know, they're in the skies, and it's an amazing time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the triangular crafts, I mean, that's getting popular again, but remember, that's the, uh, the same shape that Art Bell claimed he saw in the, uh, 80s, I think it was. Yes. Uh, so, that's not a new thing. Uh, I do think that, uh, those crafts are, are, are ours, and, uh, we built them. Um, where do we get that technology from? Well, I don't know that part. It could be somewhere in a galaxy far, far away. It could be yeah. <laughs> Tesla Nazi technology. I mean, the theories are, you know, long and plenty. Like, by oh, yeah. the uh, last trip to the bathroom, long and plenty. There's but hundreds it, of them. <laughs> like, my last trip to the bathroom was hundreds of them. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> yes, I try. Um, but uh, it's just that, like I said, we're, we're living in, right now in an era that it's, uh, whether it's true or conspiracy, it's better be, to be safe than, than sorry. So uh, to everybody listening, keep yourself clean. Uh, make sure that, uh, you know, you don't uh, take it told lightly. Uh, just because, you know, we're joking around and uh, you might not know somebody who's not sick and, you think, oh, you know, it's all BS because you don't want to be the uh, statistic. And then, you know, at the end of the day, be like, damn it, why did I lick that toilet bowl like Lars? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want to be that toilet bowl licker. Just re- remember that yeah, in life. I never understood, I've never understood the whole, you know, internet craze. Just because some Joe Schmo decides to, um, you know, pop a firecracker next to his ear or something, it doesn't, you know, you, you don't. Everybody else doesn't have to do it all. Let's get the latest internet crazy. I and mean, there's no, what is the reward for doing something like that? It's, I mean, it's absurd. Oh, you get a couple more clicks, and what do those clicks translate to? I mean, it's insecurity, and you know, it's cult-like thinking, and you know, just blaze your own trail. You don't have to follow people. Just be who you are. Don't follow follow these ridiculous trends. Oh, I'm gonna do this because that person did it, or because you know. Shahara did it, or whoever. You know? <laughs> right. Well, it, it got really, it got really bad with everybody was playing the uh, knockout game. Remember that a couple of years ago? Oh god, that's atrocious. Yeah, that's. That's, uh, that's when I knew the society needed a reboot, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe a meteorite that just smashes into like you know part of the Earth might not be a bad idea. Just like reboot time. You know, like, I, were people just randomly punching people and just knocking them on that, that, yeah, it, for, for what, hits on YouTube? Like, really? Like, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's horrible. What does that say about society? What does that say about, like, the kids we're raising? What does that say about I think, parents? I think it's a, I've, I happen to believe it's a very small, very small percentage. It's just that, just we live in an era where we have instant communication and we have instant access. So it seems like the era we're in living in a more, you know, era that's out of control. It's just we're living in an era where we have instant communication. So it seems like there's more issues. Yep. But, but, it, but you know, it's the, from a historical standpoint, we're, we're actually in the most peaceful era we've ever been in. So it's just that we know more about what happened. So it seems like it creates the illusion that, you know, it's a more violent world when it, it essentially isn't. If you're a student of history, you'll know that to be true. Yeah. yeah. No, it's actually true. But we live in a world where, like, I, the, the problem with the being like that Oscar is that 
when you have no issues, people get bored and they create problems yes. just for the hell of it. And that's our nature. That's why the aliens won't talk to us in reality and, 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 and disclose themselves. They're like, really? I mean, we'll, we'll help you with technology, but you guys are fucking idiots. Like, you keep <laughs> starting wars for nothing. Like, well, maybe they are talking to us, but we're in, we can't perceive it because we can't understand that. Because we're stupid. A dialect, <laughs> whatever the case is. Or we're not attuned to that particular method of communication. There's a number of explanations of why, you know, any kind of extraterrestrial force hasn't contacted or spoken to us. So maybe they have, but that dialogue is being, you know, being, uh, take, being removed from the public discourse, basically, or or there's only an exclusive group of people that are actually communicating, not allowing the rest of the world to get in on their little communication game. You know, there's a number of explanations. So. Oh, yeah. No, this is what I think happened. I think they, they've been around, and every time they've come by and checked up to see if maybe it's the time uh, to really open disclosure for the world, uh, it's just been they've, they've gone here during a really bad time, and it's been a lot of bad times for, for humanity. Like, if you go back in, in history, every time they've supposedly come by, bad shit's happened, you know, like, you always see them near nuclear reactors, or, you know, when the Twin Towers went down, when Hitler was oh. around, you know, the, there's all these sightings and UFO reports when, like, Stalin was running Russia, when, uh, Backstreet Boys with the shit, you know, like, <laughs> UFOs are going crazy, like, what the hell? Uh, when. Supposedly made a secret. What was it? What was the story that there's, there's, some American troops has discovered a stash of UFOs with swastikers on them? That's a popular one. So. <laughs> you, well, actually, that makes sense. And, uh, I'll tell you why. Yeah, this is uh, a misconception of, the, of what the swastika is. Um, well, the Indian, Nazis butchered it. Well, yes, yes, that. yes. Uh, but here's where, why they came up with it. Um, this, first of all, the swastika was perverted by Hitler, and it's, uh, you know, he's a, uh, just a disclaimer here, he's a, he was, he was an asshole. He was a really bad dude, did really bad stuff. Understatement. <laughs> yes. And he deserves to be in the pits of hell getting a pineapple shoved up his ass for eternity. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Bad, bad, you know, things were done by that guy. But I'll say this, I'm not defending him in any way. I'm talking about the swastika and just the symbol. The swastika represents what we're on, the Milky Way. It's a spiral. It represents a spiral galaxy that we're in. That's what the Indians were, were trying to refer to. Because most galaxies are spiral galaxies, like Andromeda, like our galaxy. And that's where they're referencing the spiral nature of the universe. And even when water drains down the, uh, you know, anywhere, it goes in a spiral direction, right? Yeah. It spiralizes. Everything's a spiral, right? And that's, that's what that really is resembling is our own galaxy. That was them telling us, hey, you know, we're a, a little tiny thing in this huge galaxy. And that's what the symbology really is. Hitler came along and said, Ivitskin and I'm gonna prevent the Kitsky and I have a funny mustache. You sound more Russian than German. <laughs> well, you know, I tried. What? Yeah, it's Hitler. You don't want to be, be too kind with. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to scare folks. Like, oh shit, he sounds just like that motherfucker. Like, you don't want that either. 
<laughs> yeah, he sounded a lot like Stalin there. <laughs> That's not good either. But at least no, you know, it's not good. At, not you know. a good at all. <laughs> but no Holocaust with Stalin. He just you know he killed on the down low. Yeah, he killed, killed <laughs> quite a number of his uh, fellow countrymen, I and mean, it's an excessive in the millions. So. Well, if you kill that, you know, one, it's bad. If you kill ten, that's excessive. If you're killing the millions, then you're you're really out there. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, just yeah. a little bit. That's the that's the history of communism. They've killed over a hundred million people in the 20th century. So, yeah, and and, and the uh, Congress wants to bring that over to America. Yeah. Yay, Congress! <laughs> yeah. Apparently they don't read uh, their history. <laughs> no, no. Uh, sadly enough, uh, you know Nancy Pelosi looks like she is ancient history. Like uh, she's like walking, <laughs> like her vagina probably smells like the Great uh, Depression. Oh. Like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know, like it probably does. Like let's be real. Like in her dentures, she needs poly grip. <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I feel like saying, Nancy, get a grip. Poly grip. <laughs> but I'm boom. You'll be here all week, folks. <laughs> yes, I will. Starting on Sunday, which, by the way, we're going to cut off here in a minute. Um, I want to announce my guest coming up on Sunday on Jackal's Head. Uh, big, big welcome back to the show. He's a, a longtime friend of mine. I've known him for, like, almost 30 years now. Think about twenty something years, uh, Carlos Mendez, oh. and uh, he's an actor. I know you know Carlo. You, I know, you I know shoot. of him. I never. Met yeah, him. yeah. Uh, well, he's on my Facebook. He's you know we went to high school together. He's you know one of my uh, dearest friends from back in the day, and uh, we're gonna welcome him back to the show. It's been years since he's been on the show, and uh, he's on Parks and Recreation. You know he's. An actor, and he's a really talented actor, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's doing, he was doing some projects, and now, of course, like the rest of us, he's stuck at home. Yes. And waiting, you know, to get back to work like everybody else who wants to continue their, their careers. And I have a and, long uh, wait, unfortunately. <laughs> well, hopefully not. You know, hopefully we, uh, we get by this nonsense quick. Yeah, uh, I hope so. You, I hope know. so also. I would like to get back to, Negotiating and you know what I had going on before, but such is the case. Well, I'm uh, at least I'm doing. I'm relying on my other talents right now at the moment. So there you go, there you go. And uh, <laughs> I, I admire your other talent because that's crazy. I couldn't do that myself. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know folks who do that for a living. It's not easy. It's, it's tiring. Rough, yeah, it's very very bad. Uh, but yeah, no, Carlo uh, is going to be on the show on Sunday night. So, so please, guys, bookmark the uh, page psn radiocom uh, He'll be on ten to midnight uh, around there. We're going to bring him on and we're going to talk to him about what the latest that's uh, going on with him, uh, the projects uh, that he's uh, working on, and what he's doing to keep busy during the outbreak. So. Uh, he's a great human being. Like I said, I've known him for years, and I uh, love having him on the show. And can't wait to talk to him and catch up with him. So, guys, right, sounds, like a, sounds like you're going to have a fantastic show this Sunday, all right? You all better book it. You all better be there. And Oscar, I want you to uh, listen in and uh, yeah, check out the I show also. And, 
if you call in and say hi to uh, myself and Carlo and make sure you update us on, you know, what's going on with you. I want to have uh, updates, man. Make sure that uh, we get you back on the show here and on the uh, network. Yeah, PSA definitely. I'm, I'm trying to shoot. I, like I said, I'm, I'm going to try to be ambitious and shoot for this Saturday, but you know, I've, I've been talking to you about the whole, you know, if everything's still the same with the board and everything. So, <laughs> of course. Nothing's changed, my friend. Nothing's changed. The only thing oh, that changes is the times. Yeah, that's the only thing that changes. The time oh. slots, everything else is the same. We'll work, we'll work on the, uh, the technical stuff out later on the, off the air. Okay, perfect. We'll do that. But guys, uh, tune in on, on Sunday again, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here at psn-radio.com. This is the Jackal, and for the other guys who are here on tonight, California guy for Scorpio Moon, you know, uh, I haven't talked to him in a long time too, Oscar, by the way, and, uh, you know, awesome to have him on. Uh, Oscar Benjamin, the Compassionate Wolf, man, thank you again. Love you. Thank you for being on here with us. Love you, sir. <laughs> uh, you guys are all awesome. I love the, everybody in the round table. I miss, uh, my homies, man. I, I hope everybody stays safe. Uh, you know, everybody, much love to everybody listening in. Zod Ryder, hope you're safe. I haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks. Hopefully he's uh, okay in Illinois. So, uh, everybody stay safe, stay indoors. You know, even if, uh, might not be legit, you never know. So don't exactly. be the victim, don't be the number. And, uh, exactly. tune in on Sunday. Peace, everybody. Take care, my friends. Take, take care.